For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Good evening, Panther fans. It's Tuesday night. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn, and I'm here with my co-host Cody Lashney chopping up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. Tonight's show, Matt Rule interviews OCs aplenty and a plenty of things. I'm sure my man Cody has got to say about it. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, man. Listen, it's a Tuesday night. It doesn't matter what time of the season. I'm always here on a Tuesday night to wrap up my boys and talk about some Panther football, man. Uh, listen, you guys are also the therapy for us, okay? We're down in the dumps, too, about how bad this Panthers fan or how bad this Panthers team is, but we know that we can come here every Tuesday night and hang out with the best Panther fans and all the internet and make us feel okay. You already know them and love them. We got our man Drew, Antoine Henderson, Brad Holt, Cody C-13, Joey the Blind Panther Esquivel, Matt Knows Nothing, <coughs> Off Grid, Tim Estes, Trail One, Underground West, Zach Rhodes, Zach Simmons 13, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. Let's roll, folks. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. This is the show. Uh, that Panther fans get in the car, we go to the game together, we talk about all the prospects on the way to the game, in this case now, on the way to the Senior Bowl or on the way to the Combine. And when we talk about all that, and then we get back in the car after that, and we bitch and moan about Matt Rule. <laughs> That's where we're at. Good God, is that everybody knows that. This is the show by fans, for fans, because without fans football is just a kid's game we want you to get up in the conversation thank you for the people in the chat smash the thumbs up button subscribe and hang out with my man ck welcome back ck how you doing oh you know just out here just having a realization about how like unfortunate we are to have matt rule as a head coach sorry guys i've just seen too many teams do it with with the first year head coaches already this year um, from the Eagles to uh, you know, even if you want to think about uh, the Raiders, you know, it's uh, it's, it's, it's tough, man. And like, let me ask you when, when, if you look back five years ago and we were to tell you that the worst team in the Carolinas was going to be the Panthers, as opposed to any other team college or, or like basketball or hockey or anything, the worst team in the Carolinas is the Carolina Panthers. 
and that is sad. It's almost like including college. Like even yeah. ECU made a bowl game this year. Right. That's what uh, I mean. Like you look Carolina, at these guys. Mm-hmm. They always suck. UNC, Chapel Hill, they suck. They're always underperforming. But still, like, I mean, that, that might be the story. It's a good, it's a weird thing to say. You would not have said that. I was I was thinking about this. I was talking with somebody about the Matt Rule versus the uh, we, we were talking about it last night, Cody. We were I think that's what it was. Cody, where uh, where we are on um Chris Jenkins, Charlotte Vibe show and we had the big yeah. uh, you know kind of end of season discussion, the super chat of YouTubers. And I was talking about remember when we watched that all or nothing, you saw Ron Rivera give that <clears throat> Badass speech where he's like, Empowered they punch you in the mouth. Speech. Yeah, they punch you in the mouth. Well, f them, punch them back, man. Up. And I was like, I was watching that show. I was like, yeah, yeah. And then now, to be fair, the Panthers did get smoked in that game, right? It was like, I think they yeah, ended they up did. winning. The Pittsburgh Steelers beat them, breaks off the Panthers, but Cam Newton's shoulder got hurt, and then. That was the moment a lot of people mark as the downfall of where actually now we're at like on the downslope from that moment in some ways because we were five and oh or something like that. And uh, the Cam Newton injury occurred. God, it seems like a, a many a year ago. But the reason I bring up that speech is because no one sees Matt Rule's speech at halftime like that. Imagine Matt Rule gave his speech in that game, how bad they would have gotten beat. <laughs> have we ever heard him give a, you know, a super impassioned speech to his team? I think the oh, yeah. closest that we've ever heard was when he was at the Senior Bowl saying, hey, we'd like to have to be coached. Don't t- if don't you don't want to come here and be coached, if you don't want to come here and be coached, then you know, go somewhere else, man. We're trying to help you guys get better. Dude, it's he's laughable, man. It's laughable, and I think one of the things that hurts the most is that you see all these other headlines attached to other teams, you know, interviewing uh, guys to be their new head coach, and we know that we should be amongst those teams that are looking for their future head coach. That that's not what we're doing, man. Instead, we're playing the dating game over offensive coordinators, man, and. There's been a list of names that have come out uh, in recent days and and even time before about who the Panthers have started to interview for offensive coordinator. And um, and we finally have some names to uh, talk about and discuss the pluses and minuses of it all. They want to know if we've seen, had the halftime speech before. And uh, let me see if I can get this. Like, it's so worth having it that rule senior rule uh here it is tell me if you can hear this you say something to them and they're like they want to argue they go saying yes sir this is not yes sir does not mean you're coachable right like some guys you say something to them and they're like they want to argue they go yes sir that's not coachable and i do not want to coach that guy like if you're not out here and every play you don't want to be coached you're bullshit. Like, and every play, you're not trying to get better. Okay? Saying yes, sir, does not mean you're coachable. 
looking someone in the eye, having like football conversations with means you're coachable. If every play you're perfect, then, then, then we don't need to be at this game. Football okay? You should be coached on every play. I hope you respect the fact that the coaching staff is trying to coach you on every play. A lot of coaching staff might have come out here and been like, man, let's just evaluate these players. We're trying to coach you. So get rid of get all that out of your system. I know your college coach was nice to you or something. Like, I don't care. Like, 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 let's freaking work at each other. The harder you get coached, the more we have to then coach. It and is you'll the get worst. This so is the worst. The more we coach, the more we have to then coach. Listen to this. He says he goes out there. He goes, some coaches' staffs come out there, and they don't want to coach you. They just want to be evaluation staffs. <laughs> like, that's all he says. Like, listen, it is the worst now, in retrospect, why? A lot of coaching staff might have come out here and been like, man, let's just evaluate these players. We're trying to coach you. Trying so get rid of – get all that out of your system. I don't know if college coach was nice to you or something. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't care like, if you guys like, Let's nice. freaking work at each other. The harder you get coached, the more we have to then – Coach. The harder I, the harder you get coached, the harder I got to coach. Let's try to like take this up a notch. Okay, some of you guys are tired. The harder you get coached, the harder I got to coach. It's yeah. awful, bro. I mean, <laughs> it is. It's laughable. And I hate to be like this because I'm not a canceled culture kind of guy. Like it's like, oh, you miss you misspoke. Fire this mug. You you know, you said one thing I didn't like, fire him. But think of this. Think of the complete body of work this year. Has there ever been a bigger disaster of a PR, like of a, of your image than what has happened to Matt Rule? One year ago, Matt Rule did not look like a fool. And no. now, I think now it's like this. It's like I can't look anywhere and find anything good. Nope. It's incredibly different the world we live in as a compared to where we were one year ago. One year ago, not a single one of us was saying we were joking that Joe Brady wasn't gonna head, get a head coaching job, right? We were having that debate, but we were also like we were thinking he was still an offensive coordinator. We weren't like of that mind like he was going to be gone. The one person we had the biggest gripe with was Teddy Bridgewater. Like we had faith. I think we had real optimism and what Matt Rule was going to be and bring to this team when this season started. And uh, and the, the just incredible just change of fortunes for that gentleman is unreal when you think about it. Like, he was, he was beloved in Charlotte last offseason. Even though he let go of Cam Newton, we can argue that all day. Right, but he, right. He was still the head coach of the Carolina Panthers, a guy that we really believe was going to take us to that that next level or at least hoped and uh and the change in in where we're at now is just it, i don't know that i've seen a bigger change than this yeah i mean Never. not only not only a bigger change but like i've said this before when i was calling for ron rivera to be fired i got a lot of pushback because a lot of people still really liked ron rivera and thought that he could be our coach going forward. Well, you know what? I'm gonna push uh, back no, tonight. None, of, that, none of the none of the people that that uh, were defending Ron, uh, Ron Rivera staying are now defending Matt Rule staying. I just I don't see those types of people. And one of the things that I've determined is Matt Rule is a master of saying a whole bunch of shit without actually saying anything at all. Man, yeah. he doesn't say anything. The more the 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 more you get coached, the harder we have to coach. 
Uh, dude, you're not saying anything. What does that even and, mean? Yeah, yeah, and I've also said it this before nothing. too. It's words. To me, but to me, it's coded language for we want you to come here, put your head down, shut up, do what we say. I don't want the big personalities. I don't want people that are going to come in here and want to do their own thing. I want yes men that are going to come in here and do every fucking thing that we tell them to do. Which, by the way, I think is part of the reason why he brings in all these Temple and Baylor players because they're already sort of beholden to him because they wouldn't have a job on on any other football. I think that's an excellent point. And one one of the things that when you see that coded language of like put your head down, do what I say type thing, what what I also heard... And I think that's a wonderful point. Um, what I heard, though, was like, I'm the most important dude. Yeah. You know, it's like, we're here, and you're lucky I'm here. You're lucky I'm here telling you, when I coach you hard, you're going to get coached harder. <clears throat> you're lucky. that That's the, the process. And it was very – and I really – I'm trying to find something to like about this dude. That's what I'm trying to do is like everybody. I mean, I know everybody. The Internet is trash and rule. And you know what? I don't blame them at all. But I'm trying to find something I like. And even in this speech right here, it's like I'm the dude. It's about me. And there's, there's a problem right there with that. Here is look, this is Ron Rivera at that. I think I hope this is it. Don't lose your mind. Don't let them get inside your head. You've got just as much skill and ability as anybody on that damn field. You don't let that fucker push you around. You're too good. But you've got to keep your mind in the game and stay focused, all right? Don't let him get to you. You are too good a football player to worry about shit like that, all right? You go out and do your job. And the rest of you motherfuckers, the same thing. The only thing they've gotten on us has been what? Two fucking long passes. You have to challenge these fucking guys. You can't sit there and accept it. This is their fucking history. This is who the fuck they are. They expect you guys to fucking roll over. You can't. You've got to defy them and challenge their asses. You've got to fucking hit the goddamn center in the fucking mouth. That's how you beat these goddamn teams. These fucking teams come out because they think they got big balls. And they challenge your ass. Well, fuck them. Challenge them back. Find out what they're really made of. Best shit ever. So I'm telling you this. I tell you this is nobody. I you know what? I'll go to battle with that guy. See, that's the one thing. You look around these candidates that are getting shot for jobs right now, and every time I see a defensive name coach, I think of this is like the team you're gonna be. Ron Rivera, man. I look, we didn't give him enough credit. We didn't give him enough credit. And I know, Cody, you didn't want you. And that's fine. That was time to move on from Ron Rivera. I like this. You said this once is just because moving on from Ron Rivera was the right decision doesn't mean that Matt Rule was the wrong decision. Right. Oh, well, you know, yeah, and I, so because, I respect yeah. that. And I'm not in. I'm, I'm just saying this is there's something to a Ron Rivera team right there with that mug. I'll take him in a back alley fight any day. Listen to that. Listen to that speech he gave versus the Matt Fool one. Did he make one thing about Ron Rivera in that speech? No. No, not one thing. Um, He taught Dante Jackson was getting smoked in that first half. And what did he do? He, like, kind of, like, good dad, mean dad chastised him into shutting down 
Antonio Brown in the next half. Yeah, the and that's what uh, my man told me last night on Homeboy's show. Um, not James. Rashad, Dave. Dave oh, said, yeah, yeah, man, yeah. and he came out and shot that dude down in the second half. <clears throat> Them guys played for Ron Rivera. Yeah. I, mean, uh, it's, it, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I mean, I was, uh, I was, I was probably the last person on the panel that wanted Matt or uh, Ron Rivera gone. Right. Um, and, and that was, I, listen, I, I even, I even had reservations when we let him go. I think after that Redskins game, yeah, I think they were still the Redskins at that point. Um, we, we were, I think we were all in agreement. like after the, in that post game, we were like, Matt rule or, or Ron Rivera doesn't survive this. Like he just doesn't, there's no shot. And like it does, when you look back, man, you see a completely different coach, a, a different, you hear, you see a leader in, in what Ron Rivera was and what Matt rule is, is literally just somebody who I feel like he does. Like you said, I mean, this is the thing that I think is most important. He wants people he can coach, which means he doesn't want people that have a bigger personality. Like you're hundred percent right. When you say that Cody, and that clip, yeah. I think it really illuminates that in my eyes, even just now listening to it, I think it opened my eyes even further to the fact that Matt rule does not want to coach NFL players. He wants to coach college players. Like that's what he wants. He wants people that are going to listen to him and say, um, all right, coach, tell me what I can do better. Like you're in a different league right now. These guys aren't going to come to you. They have too much pride to come to you and say, you know, what am I doing wrong? I think some of them are probably going to have that mindset. But if these guys are playing well, then I think it's okay. This is the thing I hate with fucking management. Like any in any industry is you there's always things you can get better at. Well, why don't you just pat me on the fucking back once? That's what I want. Like pat me on the back. Don't don't look for an opportunity in everything that I do just because you have to have something to coach me on. I, I ha- hated that when I worked at Wells Fargo. I hate it now. Like I do my job very well. And I hate when organizations do that, when they think that there's always something that you can be improving on. And that may be true, but it doesn't mean every time you have a conversation with somebody, it has to be a coaching opportunity. And that's what I think Matt Rule is taking. uh, And it could very well be nosediving this organization with that mindset. Yeah, um, I I starred a uh, comment by Q Gibson 6 because I think it lends to a point I want to make here too. Uh, is that when you look at all the coaches in the playoffs right now, with the exception of Bruce Arians, all these other coaches are playbook coaches with schemes to beat you. Fuck the pep talks and speeches. And I concur. I 100% agree with you, Q. But what I would maintain is that Matt Rule is not that kind of person either. Matt Rule is not the kind of person who looks at a football field like a big game of chess with 11 players on both teams. I mean, he's the kind of person who is now having to go and find an offensive coordinator uh, to essentially run that's his not offense. True, that's not true. He comment, never calls though. play, but he doesn't know how to call plays. And that's why he doesn't call plays. That's Buffalo's not his in job. the playoffs, bro. Buffalo's in the playoffs. They ain't scheming you. Green oh, Bay's in the Sean playoffs. Sean McDermott scheming isn't you. scheming you? Sean McDermott's a defensive coach. You don't defensive scheme. No, first of all, when you say that comment, you mean offense. That's what you mean. That was not meant like, oh, and yeah, no. Sean McDermott isn't scheming. You ain't doing nothing different than anybody else is. He's not like going crazy. He's not like some 
revolutionizing defense. He's been calling the same fucking defense for the last decade. But there's no. a reason why his Buffalo's not out. No, it's best. not a true comment. It's kind of it's partially true. It's true from what you want to see. But Green Bay ain't really overdoing. They just got Aaron Rodgers, who just goes out there and just balls. It's not like some crazy, crazy scheme. Um, Tennessee, what the fuck is Tennessee doing? They ain't out scheming you. No, it's not true. It's just partially true. Look, the at the end of the day, is Kyle Shanahan somehow can run on anybody at any time with anything. He don't have to have a quarterback. He don't got to do nothing. Kyle Shanahan is going to put 250 yards rushing on you with nobody, with us. I'm telling you. Um, Sean McVay, okay. Whew, he's kind of cool with this and that, but they just beat the brakes off. of. They just killed Kyler Murray. It's they not like they just were like, no, nah, it's not like this at like it was just like some XO. We outbeat them crazy. So but tell they me, do. where is the rest of this scheme at? From who? Where the, is all those coaches that you mentioned, they demonstrate an extreme uh, knowledge no, of what they do, man. Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Sean McDermott, Andy Reid, all of the coaches in the playoffs right now have demonstrated a high aptitude for situational football. It's something that they understand that Matt Rule doesn't. And to be honest, Tony, that's what sets the top-tier coaches ahead of everyone else, the guys that know how to put their team in good positions to win football. And, yes, that even goes from scheming up offense and defense. And they have an abundance. I don't disagree that good coaching is an asset. I'm just saying – it's not like that it requires entirely someone who is the smartest brain in the world to win at football. Like, you have to have people that are very good at their jobs. It just doesn't hurt. Does it? it just hasn't got to be ridiculously innovative to truly yeah. win. You don't have to reinvent but the wheel. The sure. problem is, is that what can keep you from winning is incompetency, which is what we have. Yep. Hey, real quick. Uh, 369 Love Bomb from Zach Simmons 13 says rule is meant to be a college coach. Keep pounding. Thank you, Zach. Thank you, Zach. Yeah, man. I mean, look, uh, Matt Rule has revealed himself to us. We all know that he is not a good football coach. We don't expect that he's going to be anytime soon. And then when you look at some of the names that I'm sure we're going to get into here soon, that he is, um, requested to interview it doesn't give you any inclination that he's learned anything during the course of this offseason right uh I, I mean he's spinning the wheels here in my opinion especially with the reports that we may be in the running for a K, uh, Kirk Cousins trade <laughs> I mean, like, oh dude how terrible <laughs> would that be man bro if we nah, I think he's a free agent I don't think. Uh, no, he's oh no, no, you're right. Trade. They're gonna have to cut him. You're yeah. right. They are gonna have to cut. Him. No, look, is that if we trade, <laughs> you can't do the same. If if this wouldn't that be special? How about that? Let's put it that way: is that you trade for a Gardner Minshew? You trade for which is like a discount, discount Kirk Cousins. You know what I mean? Like Kirk Cousins is just the expensive version of. A regular quarterback, right? Because he can be kind of like a 
gunslinging dude, but he's like, is, is, he is like a Jared Goff who throws the ball. But my he's point a is, basic bitch. He's a yeah, basic no, he's not. It's just an average quarterback at best. Is but that like so is Gardner Minshew because it's kind of the cheap version of him. Right? But here's so the if thing: you trade for Gardner Minshew. If you trade for Kirk Cousins, if you trade for a um, I mean, I'm trying to think of another quarterback in that range right now. Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. Uh, if you bad. trade for a like, I mean, yeah, all those guys. Or just a lateral type move. Yeah, it does nothing except for different name. But it's why doesn't it feel like the organization knows that? Us, I, I mean, know. we know that. We all understand that. But it, it would appear to me that our front office and coaching staff, they're just willing to continue to do these lateral moves at quarterback. They seem content with these basic ass quarterbacks. Yep that aren't mobile, are very dependent upon a good offensive line in front of them, wide receivers that can separate on the exterior, and a good rushing attack. When you take those things away, yeah, any quarterback would fail, but those quarterbacks would die in those scenarios. Like, I maintain Matthew Stafford is in the playoffs this year, but Matthew Stafford would be nowhere near a playoff caliber quarterback if he was here in Carolina. What would be the record if we had Matthew Stafford this past year? It, would, it might that. be the same. It might be the, be same. the same. We might be five and twelve. We might or have won it, one. It might other be seven, game, but... and it might be seven and ten. But that's about the best you're gonna get, right? Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like it wouldn't be ten. I don't believe that. No. Um, no. 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 So the other thing, I, but here's the thing. This is kind of what I'm hoping to get at. Is that why you are assuming that they're okay with the basic, like this ladder, like that's kind of where it has to go, right? Soiled right. or soured on Darnold. So now we've got to do something. And this is the only thing we can do is Minshew, Garoppolo, Cousins, which are what? just, actually, I don't even see them as different options than what we already have. They're right. just different that's- Except Names. for what you would end up doing is you'd have to give up a arm and a leg right. for one of them, and you'd have to pay them their salary, which they're already you know guaranteed, and you still have to pay Sam Darnold. All you would be doing, like if there is any, is wasting money. He's I am wasting telling, money. Oh yeah, if if we go out, like I wouldn't be upset if we drafted a quarterback like in the second or third. Like I wouldn't be horribly upset if we did that. Um, with the mindset of like, listen, we are not going to be putting him out there. We're going to let him develop or something like. I'm fine with that idea, but I am not okay with the idea of drafting a quarterback or signing a new quarterback that's a high level like guy that you know could come in here and they're supposed to save the the franchise or whatever it may be. Well, you're going to be disappointed, bro, because we're we're drafting a quarterback in round one. Bro, if we and draft I guess a quarterback my last in round one, one, I just wanted to make this one thing. It took me a long time. It was a slow burn, bro. If we do all that and we trade for one of these guys, that's a lateral move. Isn't that just another example of Matt Rule not learning? Yes. Yeah, and, and it's and not I just, just can't Matt Rule. That's going to happen. Like I cannot give him one more chance. He can't do that. If he does that, then he might be. So need to be tested for a learning disability. Well, well but no, the fact that David Tepper rule. would be okay with that's, it. That's what I'm like, saying. The person yeah. I would say would be need to be tested would be David Tepper. Like, because by now, if you haven't said, listen, 
don't make any moves without talking to me first. If that hasn't come to the equation yet, then like then everything that happens is on David Tepper at this point. Like because Matt David- was proven that he cannot make decisions that are, are in the best interest of this organization yet. David Tepper needs to take the football making decisions outside of rules hands on everything that doesn't directly involve the football field. If you are going to make us suffer through Matt Rule for another season, you need to give more power to your general manager, the guy that you brought in to manage your football team. And by the way, like I'm interested in knowing this. How are we picking the guys that we're choosing to interview? Like when you hear Jay Gruden and Ben McAdoo, like what? why are we choosing them? How are we choosing them? Because one, another thing I'll tell you is that uh, every year when there are coaches that need to be hired and fired, uh, a lot of teams hire consulting companies, like firms that their literal job is to find candidates to bring to the owners for them to make decisions on who they're going to hire. Like, is Matt Rule like trying to go find the people that he philosophically aligns with and then wants to interview them? Who are bringing the names to him? That's what I want to know because I have no doubt in my mind that Matt Rule is just, you know, picking the names that he finds to uh, be the most of name value and then just trying to interview them. Well, if you, um, in Matt Rule's, not Matt Rule, in Scott Fitterer's Monday postseason press conference, this was the first one before the radio interviews, he was asked, Cody, if um, about how they were going to go about picking an offensive coordinator. And he said that Matt, that's Matt Rule's decision to hire his staff if he would like insight into who that is and how to go about it then um, he'd be happy to help them, right? So that kind of, it kind of adds a little bit to the rift narrative to a certain degree. You know, so it's not like we're doing this together. We're accountable for these decisions. It's like Matt Rule's doing this. If he wants my help, uh, he can have it. I hope he doesn't ask for it because he's going to die on this. He's going to hang himself you know, just giving him enough rope to hang himself. But Cody, do you really, I mean, isn't it kind of ridiculous to say you need a consulting firm to pick your offensive coordinator? That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't want to know. I would say this is that like, if you can't pick your offensive coordinator and you're the head coach of the NFL, like what's the difference between him and us? Yeah, but I mean, it's the same (laughs) thing when when, uh, owners of football teams get these consulting companies to give them names for head coaches because you know that they're all paid to give certain names right it's a you scratch my back i scratch your back world and the minute you hire these guys they have names that they're just automatically going to give to you i mean if you don't know the kind of offensive coordinator that you're wanting for your football team then, yeah, that signals that we have terrible problems. But knowing everything we do about Matt Rule and how incompetent both himself and this front office have been, I wouldn't put it past him if he was using well, uh, a firm. You know, the irony of this is is that we always say that there's a recycling of names. You know, it's like a nepotism that comes with picking positions, right? So we always criticize them. It's like... um 
where you just pick somebody you used to work with. You just, you know, we actually do this to Matt Rule, uh, like uh, hardcore when it comes to Temple and Baylor connection. Yep. But at the same time, like when the person is inexperienced, which is kind of like Matt Rule, they don't even have enough relationships to like kind of know guys that they can call upon. And this is what was kind of cool with um, with Ron Rivera is that like uh, Mike Shula brought us to he Mike Shula had three uh, three playoff appearances. Like I know people didn't like Mike Shula, but he was on that 2013. I think he was calling plays in 2013 when we made the playoffs. When we went 12 and four, or whatever. When we backed into the playoffs in 2014, and he was a play caller in 2015. That's a legit that went to a Super Bowl. That's a legitimate re- re- resume yeah. as an offensive coordinator. If you said I've been to the NFL playoffs three times and been to a Super Bowl once as an offensive coordinator, that is like a legitimate resume. Right, if you think about that, no, that, no, no, before you all, no, don't poo poo. Mike Shula got it done. Like, that's better than that's better than Joe Brady's resume. So shut sure. f up on that. He also right? had a it's way a legitimate... better football team. No, nah, no, don't give me these butts and this and that. It's you put it on Cam the Newton. resume. You put it on the resume. Dude. Here's the thing: the other person ain't got no effing resume. But here, you won't let me even think about my point right here. Is that this is this the problem? Is this is we talk about nepotism and just helping everybody we know and just hiring the same people on one hand. And on the other hand, we get the inexperienced coaching tree. Well, you know what? Matt Rule doesn't have enough personal relationships to call on and bail him out. He don't have enough Phil Snows. You know what Ron Rivera did after he decided? He said, this is Mike Shula. I ain't getting it done. But I got to do something. It's time for me to think about me. Yep. Guess who he goes and calls? Norv Turner. You know what I'm saying? Boom. How about that? Like, he got this. Like, he got somebody he can reach into his pocket that you guys might not think is great, but Norv came up in there and did the thing for a minute. Yeah, I mean, it changed Cam's playing style. It, uh, you know, yeah. kept, I mean, gave Cam the, the highest completion percentage he's ever had in his career. Um, Rule I mean, doesn't have enough experience in the NFL to reach into that bag right there. I mean, let's so be honest, now, too, though. Like, and and you think about what he did at that like the the coaching speech like he threw all the other fucking coaches that have ever done it under the bus anyway like listen right. all these other coaches wouldn't come in here and do yep. this like I'm better than all of these fuckers right and on top of that I'm making more money out of college than anybody's ever made you know coming out of college with no resume in the NFL to warrant that type of a paycheck right there has been none of that and so like dude I just it's it's like I, I, I think anytime we get a new head coach, and I think we were all like excited about what possibly could happen with Matt Rule. But looking back on it, any excitement, like I, I, we, I was sitting there. I always had this like, this, like look at you know Greg when he would have his feelings about Matt Rule, and I'd be like rolling my eyes. I'm like, come on, you got to give the dude a chance. Like, and in right. hindsight, I'm like, fucking dude. Obviously, hindsight's always twenty twenty. But how fucking like naive was I like when you look back like what Greg saw through him man he was like this Greg we all had the beer goggles on and Greg was like nope 
That's a basic, uh, like Cody likes to say, basic. And I want to do this. Is I know, Cody, you like to be hot taking this and that. But don't you talk junk about North Turner. And don't you talk about I, I didn't talk, to, talk about North Turner. I talked shit about Mike Shula. You because shouldn't. everyone likes to do Dude, this. Dude, my man did a lot. My, did, my man did a lot. He calls... He called that offense in 2015. You want to say he had the best team bullshit. He had Philly Brown and Brenton Burson and Cam. He Newton. also had prime Cam Newton, who was prime. That's he had one one prime dude. Think about this. Think about how many. Think about how innovative it was. No, no, rush. don't like y'all ain't giving Mike Shula enough credit. Think about how innovative it was the way he used Cam that year. You're talking about a guy who comes from a football lineage. He didn't have to be some 12-year-old that just came in here and learned how to play football on Madden. Mike Shula used Cam Newton well in 2015. And so don't act like this. It's like, oh, anybody can do it. You know what? About 9 out of 10 people would have fucking screwed it up. I mean, my thing is this, Not man. giving them credit, it does, man. It, I don't uh, like it's, this. It's, it's this. It's this thing, though. It's like now because the Panthers are in such a bad place, like now we do this thing where we look back into our past and it's you like... You made the Super Bowl, but, 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 but it's like we're dreaming about our ex Corey that Brown. we also forgot treated us like shit the entire time, too. I also know true. that Mike Shula left Mike Rimmers on an island in front of Vaughn Miller for Super Bowl 50 and ruined our Super Bowl experience. I know that, too. But again, like I'm not saying he's the Bro, worst. Who was he supposed to bring over? Is, the other guy where we wanted him fired oh for like two years wow. before he actually ended up getting fired. That's all fine. a Panther fan. Act like he was a fucking bum, dude. I'm telling you this. You know what I think? Uh, all right, let's talk about these offensive coordinator positions or these uh, candidates. No. Oh, Lynn, thank you. Love you. I was about to give him. I'm still, no, it's like I'm telling y'all, he didn't give enough credit for what he did. Using Cam Newton in a way no one had ever done it before. And let me tell you this, is that this is, if I was dipping into the well, my man had some real connections. You know who I'd be calling up? I know a lot of people say, what's our boy, um, Kevin, says uh, you got to call up uh, Caldwell, which is a great. Jim Caldwell. Caldwell. Yeah. But, you know, he ain't even answering the phone because he wants to be a head coach. He ain't going to answer the phone. He's be like, this, I don't want to be an assistant for you bum-ass team. I think you got to reach into the basket and go get Rod Chazinski. What's he doing? What the fuck's he doing? Bring him out, man. But it's like, we're also, uh, like, what, seven years too late? Like, the time to have him. The time to have him was, was in 2012. I mean, we, we should we should have never let that him. guy. He went and got a head coaching job, man. But I'm saying we should have never let that guy leave, man. I mean, and that, and by the way, you want to talk about uh, how do Mike you Shula. not let him leave? He went to go be a head coach. You can't say my, this. Is it? I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you look at what he was able to do during Cam Newton's rookie season, did a lot of things using two tight ends. I mean, uh, yeah, uh, he he used he used Cam Newton well, but I think. That Cam Newton could have been could have been an even better passer if we put him in an offense that really promoted him pushing the football downfield with weapons that could do it. Then you added on the threat of him being the best running quarterback that you've ever seen. I don't know. I just felt like we had a missed opportunity to have Cam Newton 
be looked at like what Josh Allen or Justin Herbert is being looked at as right now. Yeah, I mean, if they had Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, Cam Newton would have done it awesome. But he had Kelvin Benjamin and Devin Funches, two guys that are in the league. Oh, wait, he had Brenton Burson, Jericho Cotri, and Philly Philly Brown. Brown. So, like, let's not. Let's be a little easy and forgiving. We forgive Cam Newton for all of this mess and this and that. We'll be forgiven about Mike Shula for having – Mike Shula took a team that had Corey Brown, Devin Funches, um, well, it, Greg Olson, it was Greg Olson, Cam Newton, Jonathan Stewart in the twilight of his career. But think about this is Mike Rimmers at right tackle. Uh, Mike, Michael or on the comeback player of the year type season. Like it was not like that Panthers offense was loaded, bro. They were not even close to being loaded. They had no. Cam Newton, which was a superstar and Greg Olson. And that's it. Our offense has never been loaded. I just never. feel like everybody, we were too hard. How about that? You know, you say that it was like this, is that you remember a, what you? What was the domestic violence? I like these domestic violence. Uh, I know, you seem to love yeah. No, so my what, thing what, what, is this. It's like you're Because I got an opposite one on No, no, here. so here, no, here's, here's my, my example. It's like you're in a bad relationship with someone right now, and you know it's not going to work out. So it's making you reminisce about your ex, that you still have feelings for and it's making you look at them with rose colored glasses, but also forgetting they treated you like shit at the end there too. It's revisionist history. People are remembering what they want to, man. It's like, oh I'm my God. this that. mug said Joe Brady better than Shula. We're going to get the me- get out of here with that mess. And no, it's not revisionist history because here is the thing is that that's your example. But you know what Mike Shula was? Mike Shula was a good looking girl, a girl that, Wrote me little love notes and in 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 middle school and whatever. She called me on the phone. She cared about me. She she liked my mama. She cooked me a dinner. She took care of me. You know what I'm saying? Like she was a good girl. And guess what? Because I'm a dog, because I'm a dude, and I'm an asshole. I go, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. Oh, I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna find some woman who's gonna. We're going to do all these other things. Cut me these eyes, this and that. And it turns out that they don't like my mama. They don't cook the food. They don't write me little love letters. I'm sick. They don't care about me. They care about themselves. We thought that Mike Shula was so bad. And then on the other side of the hill, there was something with the grass was greener. Well, it turns out it was grass and it won't even good grass. It's a bunch of damn weeds. Joe Brady better than Mike Shula. Get the f- get out of here with that nonsense. Dude, but, but then remember at Dude, the time, remember even, was like, even if you don't move on, if you don't move on, that's like being in an abusive relationship because you're like, well, I'll never be able to do any better. So I might as well just settle for what we have. No, but it's Tony, not abusive, bro. It wasn't a. Abu- it turned out it wasn't. End, abu- we were you're like this abusive relationship. You cook my eggs too hard. Ooh, this abusive relationship. This man. This is this food's a little too dry. They were verbally abusive. While you were verbally abusive. Get the fuck out of here, man. Nope. It was bad, man. We gotta move on. We have to find someone that's worthy right. of Who our love. That's it. How about all this? Right. My I final my, my, my final point about it all. 
The Panthers need to find someone who will love them for who they are. Not Matt Rule, not uh, Norv Turner or Mike Sula or Ron Rivera. We need to move forward and find our actual soulmate. Yeah. As of yet, we haven't done it. We need a tender for NFL coaches. Can we? All these youngins in the chat, man. I want to have these youngins in the chat are going to regret how they just dissed these girls that gave them the best. You know what? And then they know I'm right, man. I'll tell you this much. What I want is I want to think about like if you look at a team like the the Buccaneers, right? Like they they did a fantastic job in building up their roster so much so that it took Tom Brady to come down there to be like I, Tom Brady chose to go there, right? Out of all the places he could have went, he went to Tampa Bay because guess what? They had a team that was built up and really needed one piece and one piece only and that was a quarterback. That's the type of mindset we need to go forward with, right? We cannot build with the starting, like starting out with the QB, because that's just a recipe for having one good season of playoff contention and then everything falling to shit because now uh, your your offensive coordinators are getting hired as head coaches. You're you're having to figure out how to sign everybody that you've you've got on five, you know, fifth year options or franchise tags, and it's just not conducive for a long long history of, of, of success. Now we can, you know, point to the Kansas city chiefs and say, well, they've found a way to do that. Um, and I think that is a rare case because when you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, I think it's going to make it a lot easier for these guys to take a friendly deal. So um, I, I want a team. I want to build this team up and make it be a destination that somebody, if they had the choice of any team in the NFL that they'd want to come here and I think it starts with an offensive coordinator being able to create an offense that's going to make these guys look fantastic. Let's go to yeah. that. I saw Lynn post a great comment, said something to the effect of, um, and maybe you can go back and find it, Cody, is that uh, it's worth an OC worth their salt. Like no OC worth their salt is going to come here. Is you got to think about the situation coming, to, coming into. And if we feel this is kind of, uh, desperate as Panther fans, um, when it comes to Matt Rule, you got to be a guy coming into a situation understanding that, like, this is a ten, this is a one year audition, not just for you, but if you don't win the audition, the head coach is gonna lose their job. So, I mean, I guess the best case scenario is that you fix it. The second best scenario is your interim head coach, and you do pretty well without him. The most realistic thing is that you're probably all fired at the end of the year. So, like Lynn said, is there who are these OCs? When we take when we think about the big names, the rock star offensive coordinators, as Joe Glazer has reported, Jay Glazer, excuse me, Jay, Jay Glazer has reported that the Carolina that Matt Rule needs to hire is at those names I heard this from Wilson uh who is it is Nick Wilson on WFNZ today I thought this was a good point so I can't misrepresent this take as mine because he brought it up to me is that like you can't get the best names because you're coming into a shitty job the best yeah. names are going to be going towards potentially head coaching like why would Jim Caldwell I mean, he's a, yeah, he's got a head coaching interviews, right? Yeah, that's uh, what he's hoping for, right? Like he ain't, and you're not gonna pick up the phone early. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Matt Rule's interviewing people today. He's at least going to wait two weeks to see if he gets an interview with the Bears or something, if you're Caldwell. Right, and look at what he's going to have to think about coming into, right? Because Caldwell is going to look at this year as an offensive coordinator if he ends up having to take an offensive coordinator job as a as a resume builder for the head coaching position next year. Sure. Is Carolina going to be the place where you're building that head coaching resume with Sam Darnold? Hell no. Right? And so you're absolutely right. When you look at uh, the, the, the candidates, who is going to come to Carolina when you have uh, all of these Let's be real about some stuff. There's a lot of offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators about to be hired elsewhere, right? And so now they're going to be vacant opportunities in much more desirable locations like Buffalo, like the Rams, like Arizona. Um, You know, there's going to be a lot of different opportunities out there for these guys to be able to get a better job. We are going to get the second to third tier quality offensive coordinators. Is it possible yeah. that we get a good person that's able to come in here and actually do something really good? Absolutely. That's something that is definitely going to be possible. But it's also one of these things where you, are we going to be excited when we hear the name that they decide to hire? And I don't think we will be. And you know what? That's, that's a good point, too. It's like there, there's not if, if you're going to bring someone in, they're either a rock star offensive coordinator already or you're looking uh, you know, amongst the, the depths at like, you know, they're not going to come in coaches, as a rock star. Back if they were a rock star, they wouldn't come here. Yeah, they're not. They're not going to come here. And to the point, you know, Scotty Montgomery is a name that's been floated, oh, and and you know that he's the connected worst. to Jonathan Taylor and how good Jonathan Taylor has been this year. So people think, okay, well maybe that's a good coach for the job. By the way, I extend the same thing to the quarterbacks coach for the Green Bay Packers. Like what? Now all of a sudden we're supposed to say, yeah, they have a really good quarterback coach because Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback. Uh, yeah. in I got football? things to say. I got things, but don't worry. Scotty Montgomery was the head coach of my alma mater for three years. It ruined the program. Don't worry. But, we got some things to talk about. So, but, but here is we're kind of on that line, which is, you know, is like you're not the most attractive job, so you're not going to bring in a candidate who is. In fact, people, a lot of people have said Pep Hamilton, right, uh, is a name that they want to hear. Isn't that his name? But uh, he has declared potentially that he's going to stay with Houston. It looks like kind of the ownership, which is a bizarre way of doing it, but that they're kind of like hoping that he's going to stay on as offensive coordinator despite who they hire as a head coach, which is kind of a funny match, but then implies Flores and then a bunch of other stuff. Right. So the point is, is that, if you're the top, top, top person, like how are you going to uh, like lure someone away from an offensive coordinator position or a better job to hear? Like you're not going to do it. So they no. either have to be unproven. They have to be overpaid with the idea that you're going to say that Tepper's going to go to appeal to him and say, if this falls off the rails, I'm actually going to make the interim head coach and give you an audition. Or disgrace. Right. Like it's going to be a kind yeah. of a gentleman's agreement there. Or you got to go towards a second tier or reclamation project. So let's go to the names. Let's go to the names. Let's do it. The Panthers. Look, this is a C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast. Smash the thumbs up button. It helps us and supports uh, Panther Nation. We're in the doldrums of the season, the off season. We need your, your help. Thank you, all the people in the chat room, whether you think uh, the professor is an idiot or he's a genius. I think I'm an evil genius, an idiot genius in the process. 
Smash the thumbs up button. Call in at 252-228-5098. There have been some reported names here. Cody, yeah. I've heard. Do you got anything for me if you don't have anything to put up? Yeah, and at the same... All right. Tell Shoot. me who we got coming. Y'all let's the... Do your thing. Do your you thing. I'm the producer of this mug for no reason. Come on, man. So, yeah, there are some names that we have uh, that we know. Um we have interviewed for the for the job, man, for the uh, offensive coordinator job. Those names include include Jay Gruden, Ben McAdoo, Clint Kubiak, Mike Grove, and Scott Montgomery. And then it was also reported that Matt Rule had even put out a feeler to uh, Chip Kelly before they uh, cut him off some more money to stay the uh, head coach at UCLA. Um, and that just kind of says to me everything I need to know, the fact that he's still willing to even dip into the college ranks to potentially get a coach. But um, I think the point that we made here was what is you know evident in the list that you're looking at. Everyone is either disgraced, they flamed out somewhere else, or there's someone that's potentially attached to uh, a really good football player, like a Jonathan Taylor, like an Aaron Rodgers. Um, now, some of these guys have better resumes than others, but, um, you know, none of these names jump off the page to me. If I'm, right. if I'm, if I'm being, honest. I mean, a lot of them jump into the page, like get them off of the list. Right. I don't <laughs> right. have to, I don't want to have to deal with the Jake Rudin shit. Right. Let's get that why? out of you. All well, right. I let's, mean, let's add, let the, the question I have is why on that? Because right. I understand that certain names invoke emotion among us. The Ben McAdoo name mm-hmm. with uh, grease back hair makes me think of it's like, like a like a physical reaction. You know what I'm saying? Like if right. you are allergic to seafood and you see seafood and you're like, right. But I don't know if that's fair. Right? I think because it's 100% to me, fair. I think Gruden and McAdoo in these cases, and I'm I'm about to make an argument that both of them should be viable candidates here McAdoo? is that i think we think yeah is that yeah and i'm not saying they're gonna fix it but i don't i don't think they're as bad as people make out i think you're having the visceral reaction to their names as head coaches and I'm, go ahead, I, go I am ahead. Absolutely. you tell me why both of these people should be like we should and and my that was my first reaction the names are just getting worse and worse and worse all right, I'll tell but you. I'll, I'll make an you. argument to you guys about how they're not the worst. To your point, right? They got a head coaching job because they were good at being offensive coordinators at some point, or defensive court, whatever you know, or I guess offensive coordinators for these guys, right? That is true, right? So I'll start with Jay Gruden. Number one, I'll tell you my logical and my emotional response to that. My emotional is let's get this dude that's absolutely unhinged out of here, like who who found a way to to screw up so bad in Washington that like they literally had to just throw in an entire like investigation that ruined not only like his career, but now his brother's career, right. As a head coach. And, and so isn't it strange. He hasn't been named in that though. If he was so complicit, like how about this is how did John Gruden, who wasn't even with the team was just with ESPN is getting fired from his job. Because maybe Jake Gruden ain't that bad. Or maybe he okay. is, and they, he's not Evidence a head coach. number in the, one. Or maybe he was, and he's just not a head coach in the NFL. What's the point in going after him anymore? 
right? Like uh, he's no longer irrelevant. He was. he was a coach last year in the NFL. But he wasn't. Was he a head coach? Like that's what no, I'm saying. Is, still, like he was the offensive coordinator. Assistant. Like it doesn't matter but, if he wasn't a head coach or not. He's still. An but NFL my thought employee. is that's still ongoing. All of that stuff is still ongoing, and I don't want to be in a situation where we're having him on the roster as a coach. This is my logical side of things. Thinking, hey, listen, this is still stuff that's still happening. There's still an investigation. They're still doing things uh, that that could very well impact Jay Gruden's ability to even be in the NFL any longer. And we don't know that yet. We don't know what's possible. So my logic is, why why put ourselves through that that ringer of having to ha- answer these questions about you know, do we have an offensive coordinator that's actually a good offensive coordinator? Or is he going to be a distraction? So let's take the distraction out of the equation. That's my thought. The other part yeah. is some of these other okay. candidates, like the John, like you said, the people that are like connected to really talented people, right? All you're doing is asking for another Adam Gase. If you do that, like that's all you're doing. Like you're, yeah. like it's it's basically Adam Gase was was known for having high Wait, Gruden. Peyton is Man, that who yeah. you're talking about? Yeah, Gruden. No, and he's no, a no, lesser, no. and he's a lesser version of Adam Gase when because the only the only Man. reason why Gruden is the only. Is the only reason Gruden is even a popular name at all is because of what he was able to do as the offensive coordinator for the Cincinnati Bengals between 2011 and 2013, where he made where he made Andy Dalton look halfway decent. I and don't know I'm if sorry. you remember. You don't remember because you were just because you were still like in diapers, Cody. Oh, whatever. But listen Men's- to this: is that there? I had to fight people on the internet. People were out there saying that Andy Dalton was a better coordinator quarterback than Cam Newton. I had to go out. I would I'd throw the gloves down. I would have to fight over this. But at the end of the day, if they were holding that position, got to give Jay Gruden a little credit on that. Him and AJ, man, he took AJ Green and they just did that thing. One of the worst. It wasn't the worst. All right, this. And, and I understand. I'm not saying that they were the greatest show on turf. But, like, let's not completely shit on it. He did, what, three playoff appearances? Right. Maybe he's just a bad head coach. And maybe he's not the greatest offensive coordinator, but I will tell you this. Pull the list back up. Pull that list back up. I will take Jay Gruden and smoking cigarettes outside the bar. Do you guys remember that picture when he was head coach? That was hilarious. like my favorite. I actually like this dude right away. I'm going to be hanging out with him. together, Smoking cigarettes. You're going to be right beside us, Cody. And you're going to be like our GM. He is better than Scotty Montgomery. Number one. I don't think That's he was smoking a cigarette, Jay Gruden. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. He was smoking a stove, chilling out, sitting on the ground. <laughs> dude, he was, um, he was smoking. Love it. Somebody. Love it. But here's the thing is this is automatically we're talking about a guy who was an assistant coach on the 2002. They went to the Super Bowl and lost for the. But still, he was like he coached with his brother. I don't think Mel Mayock brought that up. He tried to say he was offensive coordinator, which wasn't true. But the fact is, is he's been in football for a long time. Number one. Right. Number two, he's had significant time as an offensive coordinator twice two spurts once for three years in cincinnati once in jacksonville last year and i made fun of it i made fun of it but here this alone and his head coaching experience head and shoulders above scotty montgomery 
who, by the way, ruined ECU football for six years. Like, it took so long for us to get out of that rut. And on top of that, he went and was an offensive coordinator for Maryland. They were like 94th and 97th in offensive production as when he was an offensive coordinator at Maryland. And then he goes and coaches Jonathan Taylor. So Jay Gruden, head and shoulders above Scotty Montgomery. Let's move on to Ben McAdoo. No, I, you move on to Ben McAdoo. I want to oh, hear you defend time? this. Uh, you said that Gruden and McAdoo, that they're not the worst picks that, that we could make. Now, if you would have said that about Bill O'Brien, I would say, okay, I could see that. I could see maybe Bill Why? O'Brien. Why? Yeah. What did Bill O'Brien do? Uh, okay. right. How about most of about most days. of his seasons as the play caller and the head coach for the Houston Texans? Even before they had Deshaun Watson, they were making the playoffs. The problem was when they gave Bill O'Brien the ability to draft and sign free agents. You don't want to have a coach and a GM, much like the Panthers do right now. But from a play calling perspective, everyone said that Bill O'Brien was really good at what he does. And if you listen to some of his tutorials, talking about coverages, breaking down what the quarterback has to see, Bill O'Brien was a pretty damn good damn good offensive mind. So from that front, I can understand it. Jake Gruden, I can even understand because of his time with Dalton. But you're going to have to sell me on McAdoo, bro. All right. Because I'm not, I'm not It's a little it. tough. It's a tough. It's not easy. It's not okay. easy for me. But... um. How about this is first is that when McAdoo was an offensive coordinator for the New York Giants, he took them from the 26th ranked offense to the 16th ranked offense to the 6th ranked offense in two years. Right. So they go from a terrible offense to a middle of the pack in one year, middle of the pack to a top 10, six ranked offense, right? Not bad. Um, I understand McAdoo's appearance is tough to overcome. It is. It's like probably like watching me on the sidelines. You'd be like, that's ridiculous. I can't even cheer for a person that looks like that. And here, here is my main piece of evidence coding. And I'm going to say, I should save this for debate my take, but it's like a piece of evidence. If I use it, it wins me the case and lose. And I got to go to jail at the same time. Ben McAdoo, when asked, who is known as a QB, I guess, guru, I, I, I don't know why, because I think he spent some time as a quarterback's coach in Green Bay, right? Isn't that what you said? Weren't you the one that no, said that? No, that was um, Getsy. For some reason, I've heard McAdoo is good at assessing Oh, here, Lane, look, we'll just like read this story. Ben McAdoo rose through the ranks to become an NFL head coach before he turned 40, largely on his ability to assess and develop quarterbacks. Most everything went awry for him and the Giants in 2017, but that should not discount McAdoo as a keen evaluator the most important position on the field. That's the quarterback. He rated Josh Allen, quote, of Wyoming as the best of the bunch. New York Giants' Pat Shermer also had uh, Allen as number one. And McAdoo was not enamored with this class of quarterbacks. He said this, there is no 
Andrew Luck coming out. No guy head and shoulders above everybody else. And he was not high on Sam Darnold saying his mechanics and ball security was a problem. He said, I think the kid that just drafted has a lot of magic in his game. I think he's special. He's obviously a talented guy. He can make plays with his feet. I just have a hard time drafting this guy in the first round when you, where you don't necessarily like the way he throws. So my final death blow of evidence for Ben McAdoo as being the um, offensive coordinator, not that I'm lobbying for him, but why he's not the worst, Cody, is because he doesn't like Sam Darnold and he thinks like you. So what's worse than that? You know what's funny? I remember hearing him getting drug over hot coals for that take. Uh, but, but when he made it, because you remember once upon a time, Sam Donald was the big shit coming out of college. He was supposed to be the main guy. And Josh Allen, it was viewed as this inaccurate guy. He's going to be a surefire bust in the NFL. So whenever he said that initially, people were like, oh, dude, this dude's a moron. And then you look at what he did in New York. Um, now that take looks incredible. It looks spotless. Yeah. Um, considering he's about to duel uh, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs again. But, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I just uh, – maybe he has an eye for talent. But, I mean, my thing is we're going to need a little bit more than that if the Panthers' offense is going to be successful. And I just – you know, looking at his background, you know, uh, he was an offensive line coach for the 49ers, tight end coach for the Packers, quarterbacks coach. Uh, he was an offensive coordinator for the Giants before he was a head coach. And I just don't know that any of those things that he's ever done was, you know, uh, sufficient to prove that he could be a head coach anywhere or not even a head coach, an offensive coordinator. Um, I'm not saying that anybody, when they hear these names, should be excited. I, in fact, when I heard these names myself, immediately had the dry, heave, visceral reaction. I did. I've made jokes about it. But at the end of the day, I think that what Nick Wilson said was very important is that to think that, yeah, it would be easy for us to get the best names in the business. Well, we want Eric Bieniemy to be our offensive coordinator who can be the head coach when he gets fired. Oh, we want this. Like, um, and I think the the a good example of this is the Pep Hamilton example at the end of the day it's like look that that name makes you feel good like it's like oh charlotte guy you got like you're gonna say a bunch of crap that makes you feel cool about that and to be honest people said a bunch of it and i don't even believe they seen anything that he's done they just like oh pep hamilton people tell me that sounds awesome this is gonna be great this mug's trying to stay with the houston texans Rather than even yeah. taking a job interview, so Eric, you well, tell so, me we get the best candidates. Uh, so by the way, shout out to C Dog in the chat because he was saying this uh, way way earlier in the chat. The uh, Texans passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach Pep Hamilton, who's been requested to interview for the Panthers OC vacancy, isn't expected to meet with them at this time. Per league sources, is expected to have other options this off season including Houston, depending on the head coach hire. So 
Yeah, man, you snubbed us. He's not coming here. And it's how not could a snub. You it's not a it snub. Is a you snub. don't snub us. It's not a good position. You said you wouldn't even want to come here if you were head coach, Cody. That's what but you that's said. Not, it, you yeah, said it was going to be hard for us to it's get. It's still the snub. It's still the snub. How is it not? Are we defining that word to mean two different things? To yeah, me, it's not yeah. it's just like, nah, not going to do it. So, but like, nah, if I, I went up and asked a supermodel for a date, and I was like, oh, um, but I was going to take you to a nice restaurant, she said no, would it be a snub? I just think yeah. it would be a no. How did you define a snub? How did you define a snub? Like, she can, a snub is like a disrespectful rub. Yeah. Like, it's like he... Like, is that like, oh, like, he's like, nah, like, I'm too good for your offensive coordinator. Like, it's like, nah, like, uh, I ain't trying to fuck yeah, with that. Nice. Thanks you know for the nice. invite, but I got some plans. Thanks for the invite, but I got some plans. It's still a step up from, from the job title that he does have. It's not a step up. He's about to be the head coach of the Houston Texans, bro. Yeah, I mean, maybe. What do you mean, maybe? That's what that... Yeah, I mean they haven't uh, hired him we yet. We read though. y'all's. Will you read our tweets different? I mean, I'm that just saying it like me, that. That almost man. sounded like, "Hey, is that if Flores ain't trying to ball, I'm gonna we might make you the head coach." That's what that kind of message. Oh, was. and by the way, uh, great point by uh, Eric here. He said it's a snub because it was just a freaking interview. Like you're just interviewing for the job. Like he, he could interview for the Panthers. And still be in consideration to be the head coach of the Texans. One doesn't preclude the other, but still, he didn't take it. It's no, a snub. It's what and if it's Dan- just like that's how bad the Carolina Panthers are? Like, and what if it? What snub. if he gave him a? What if I offered him an interview at a high school um, football team? And he said, "Nah, I'm, I've got some shit to do." Would you be like, "Oh, he snubbed us on our interview"? Yes, like, if you are brushing really. Us off, if you're That's brushing off, if you're brushing us off I, to do some other football related he shit, can't help me. It's a snub. It's a snub, man. Dan Floyd has the best point. Either way, it's a rejection. Right. I agree with that. Maybe that says something about us more than anything. That's what I would say. Um, all right. Uh who else is on the list? Uh what about the grow? Because I'm uh just rendering that uh cat call. Uh, so we're going to go to the cat calls in just a second. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Call up and tell us, is it a snub or are the Panthers uh, a bit out over their skis, as some people say it? Cody, um, what were the other names? Scotty Montgomery will not talk about this, dude. Man, bomb, bomb, bro. Can't do a bum, 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 bum. I'm telling you. The other guys, probably bums too, is my guess. But the so, guy with the growl, I heard a good joke this. As they said, you got to go get a rock star. Yeah, it's one layer off from being growl. <laughs> and they went and got Dave. They, they thought they were getting Dave growl. They got his. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dave growl would be a good OC. Actually, he would suck at being an OC. I've listened so to some he's interviews. He's awesome. He's the wide. He's the uh, Mike Grohl is the current wide receivers coach for the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and he What's was the up with the Colts fetish. 
What? What's well, that? And, uh, Will's got a thing for horse days. He was a wide receiver coach for the Eagles in 2017 and the offensive coordinator for the Eagles uh, from 2018 to 2019. What year did Philly go to the Super Bowl? No, because then uh, that was uh, the Frank Patriots. Reich. All right, so it would have been Frank like, so Reich Patriots. Twenty sixteen played the Falcons, right? Wasn't yeah, two thousand seventeen was Patriots and Philly. Yeah. So he, so he was the he was the wide receiver coach when the Patriots went to the Super Bowl. You or know what? The, uh, it's like being wide Eagles. receiver coach don't mean. You know what? We might as well get uh, Ricky Pro back here to be our offensive coordinator. Ricky Pearl. Yeah, our, our like former Super Bowl wide receiver for the Carolina yeah, I know, Panthers. Right? I mean, listen, he might like, as well, uh, man, like the wide receiver. Remember when we all used to think that Ricky Pearl like made, and there was some argument to it. It's like, I mean, look, is I mean, Kelvin Benjamin came in and had a thousand yard season. That was all Ricky Pro back in the day. That's what we all thought, man. The guru, 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 and everybody like, oh. My chula sucks. My chula sucks. Y'all, oh, uh, y'all, he did. He did. He did not. Revisionist history, y'all, man. This is like, no, it's not revisionist yes, history. It it's is. one of those things. It is one of those things is you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yeah. Dude, you're stuck on reminiscing, man. We need to move not forward. Not a reminiscing, man. It's like almost like, you know what? You didn't give me due credit. He didn't, we didn't give him due credit. He had plenty of opportunities. Like to be better and he squandered them man did you remember man, you how boring so many excuses are... about not having talent not like, surrounding cam newton with talent how many times did you say it was a travesty we didn't say surround cam newton with talent mike surely didn't have none of that how about this all... is that we're talking shit about the offensive coordinators and they got the best skill positions i saw somebody come out and say that dj moore is the second best receiver they said this on twitter the other day Yesterday, in fact, that DJ Moore is the second best receiver in Panthers history. And I have a hard time even un- like, yeah, I wouldn't say that. I don't know Probably. if I, I don't, I don't want to be mad about it. I don't know how to fight it. First, I would say it would be Steve Smith, number one. I would certainly say that Moose was higher up. Who has more 1,000 yard seasons as a Panther, Moose or DJ? Probably DJ. It's so close. Now nah, Moose probably only got two. But here's the thing: I tell you this: is DJ's only got twelve touchdowns. He only scores four touchdowns a year. Yeah, but I don't know. If, that if, is and if, to the if DJ Moore is the second best receiver in the history of our team, that's like myth. that's insane. To think about kind of myth. Yeah, it's like not. It's like under, that's what I'm saying. Mike Shula. Did this when nobody's home, man. Nobody's. He had Cam Newton, and this old white guy with them little glasses was like, RPO this bitch. Mike Shula knew how to use Cam Newton. Y'all don't like it. Y'all don't like to hear it. He was also vanilla and boring. And vanilla, he got how many how many uh Russian touchdowns did Cam Newton have? Yeah, because Cam Newton is Cam Newton. Oh, no, no, he gets no, no credit no, for Cam Newton being the oh best God. Russian quarterback to ever live. Of excuses, excuses. No, dude. no that, that, that is the Cam truth. Newton. Oh, 
I'm telling you, man. It's bullshit. Like you talking not bullshit. I feel like you uh just pointing the finger, the pointing the finger at the mirror, then you throw the rubber. What he said, it's revisionist history. It's revisionist it history. Get the fuck out. Everybody wanted this man fired in his his final year, man. No one wanted Shula to stick around longer than he did. No, I'm not saying that. He would do run up the middle middle on first, run up the middle on second, and pass it on third and long. That's all the dude ever did. Hmm. Never could adapt after halftime. What are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. Oh, and how did that make you feel? Calls, very huh? uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person mm-hmm. feel? Oh, it feels good. Like this a big man. Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in his nose? Who's that kid that can use one? Hey, guys. <laughs> Chad down in Charleston. Um, just, just curious on yourself. I've been listening to you guys last few weeks and um i think that we need to consider i guess what i'm considering is what would be a good move would be to to basically be as bad as as we could be next year i think that's in the conversation there's multiple quarterbacks in the in the following draft that we could get i think with this draft um you just take best available at six. It's still the right. I don't think you trade back. Just take best available. The guy I like is Kyle Hamilton. He drops at safety. Um, you know, it, it would be a huge pick for us. I also think that the, um, if, if, if we can trade our assets, I mean, it's, it's time to kind of blow it up. Uh, I know that McCaffrey is saying not going to trade. I would, I think if we could trade him, it would be a great, whatever we could get, second or third round pick. If you could trade DJ Moore, do it. Um, the, the goal for next year should be be as bad as we can be. Unfortunately, try to get the number one or two pick. You got C.J. Stroud, a quarterback coming out who's going to be elite. You got uh, kid from Bama. Name escapes me right now, but those two guys are, are really, really high-end franchise right, yeah. quarterback type talent. Um, so just curious on your thoughts on that. I think I think it's time to to kind of. You know, get some more assets, get rid of some of these guys that, um, and if we can get draft picks for them, do that. If we can get younger, I know we're young, but McCaffrey, Moore, they're just not going to take us anywhere. And I think you got to consider getting assets for them. Take the best talent at number six. Kyle Hamilton's the guy for me. He's, he is the top player in the draft. Yeah, I know he's a safety, but um, you fix your back end with him and JC coming up together. You can go quarterback the next year in the top three, and uh, you're you're more on your way then than than we are now, which is kind of just sitting in mediocrity with some pretty good players. Um, anyway, just thoughts on that, and then also with the coaching, um, you know, keeping Matt Rule, it, it makes sense for that too. You, you fire the coach the next year, you have the first, second, or third pick. You bring in the new coach with the top pick. And then that always seems to work a little better. They get to pick their quarterback, and then uh, we move forward. So I think the timing of that is is was smart uh, by Tepper and, and Fitter to go that way. Also, think taking the best talent at number six makes sense too. There's no need to if it is left tackle. If one if Neil drops, or uh, I wouldn't take Cross at six, but I would take Neil at six. Uh, but I would take Hamilton before I would take Cross or uh, the kid from NC State. So just thoughts on that. 
it's, it's more about high-end talent and get a pro bowler at safety to go with JC at cornerback on the back end. Was that thing of the call? It is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very possible that we stay pat or stay put at uh, at six and just pick a player. But I don't know. It's so early right now, man. Yeah. I think it, it, the, the fact of the matter is until we hit our free agency, we really don't know what the Panthers um, are going to do at that position. Now, there are ways for us to free up some money in free agency uh, before we do any of that. Um, and that's something that, you know, uh, who knows if Fitter is going to do that and have the wherewithal to do that. But I, I wanted to push back on one of those things that the caller said, though, that like, you know, uh, a year or so ago when I was saying, hey, the 2021 draft class is some of the best quarterbacks to come through the draft in a long time. We should, you know, for lack of a better word, tank or at least let the season be as bad as possible for us to draft a quarterback. Well, when I said that, I got a bunch of shit online, on the podcast, in the comments saying, oh, Cody, you're a bad fan. You don't ever tank to get the player. You don't ever do that. Well, but now so many fans are asking and saying, well, we're not going to be good next season anyway, so let's just tank to get the quarterback in the next year's draft. And, dude, thinking that far out never works. It never, never works. You have to build for the very next year. And that's why I was saying at the end of 2020, man, these games don't mean anything. Trade some players away. Put yourself in a position to be able to take a quarterback in the draft and then continue to build your team. But now that's not what we're going to do. And now everyone wants to go back to tanking for a quarterback. It just doesn't make sense, man. It it really doesn't make sense. Um, and it doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that I way thought, planning to draft a quarterback in two years. I thought the call was tremendous. I thought so it was a phenomenal call. call. I'm gonna tell you this. No, I'm gonna tell you why. Because yeah, you were right, Cody. We should have done that in the past, but we didn't. You know, we should have approached the rebuild in a more tactical manner but we didn't cody we tried to do weird shit you know what i'm saying we tried to get this bridge quarterback who we signed on a three-year deal in teddy bridgewater and then we win five games with this rookie and then all of a sudden like oh man well we're gonna be something then you're gonna be like oh but we're we teddy bridgewater's holding us back so let's go trade for sam darnold and give away all our assets the problem is is that what you got to do is I think the caller is brilliant here and right on the money for a couple of reasons. I thought that he tied in so many conversations that I've been, I've been hearing in Panther nation. This who's this safety. A lot of people have been, or a couple of people have been all Kyle on Hamilton. He's the yeah. free safety. Well, he's a free safety. Like, they, look, it's people who have been about everywhere. this dude. Like he's like this ball ball guy. Right. But yeah. here's the thing is that, um, Somebody put this up, or maybe you even just said it, is that somebody put uh, coaches don't tank, players don't tank, ministry, like oh, yeah. teams tank. And it's a good comment. But here's the thing is that, you know what, Matt Rule is fighting for his job, bro. You have to remember this. So is this, is that, all right, here are your options. You can do something flashy 
like flashy as f and go get Deshaun Watson. Like it's like the most flashy thing you could do, right? Is whether it works out, it doesn't work out. All of a sudden, it's like, oh man, we good for a while until we're not. You can do probably the right thing, which is a slow rebuild right now, where you should have done it last year or two years ago, but you didn't. Right? You can go draft an offensive tackle. You can go. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the born, you can get this safety. But guess who's not going to survive that? You draft an offensive lineman in the first round next year, and you just add one player, basically. Difference, and you add a couple of offensive linemen, you hope that Sam Darnold is going to be great. Guess who ain't going to have a job in 2022 or 2023, excuse me? Neither of them. Yeah, none of it. Yeah, exactly. So, like, if he goes and does kind of what's best for the franchise for the long term, he's definitely not going to have a job because he already missed the opportunity to do what was best. He should have done that two years ago. So what he has to do now is he has to do something that is kind of dumb in theory. Like, you got to go and get all these players and get a quarterback. Or what I think you do is I think you spend a lot of money in free agency on offensive linemen. You get, you draft at six. Who gives a, the safety ain't going to help you but so much. He will. Like, he could be the balling-ass mug. It could be the best pick. But guess what? It ain't going to mean nothing for the Carolina Panthers. If, it, if it it's not a defensive end, I don't want to draft defense. Right. Pick it. You're going to get this quarterback, and here's what's going to happen. The Panthers are going to be mediocre. Through half of the year, you're about to fire coach, and you say, what, Sam, you know what? It's time to make, it's time to put in the young gun. Then the young gun comes in there and has a pretty good game. Throws two touchdowns, an interception, and we get a win. And all of a sudden, you're like, uh-oh, there's a future. That's what it's going to take to save Matt Rule's job. He can't. If he does what's right, which is pick an offensive lineman, or even if I grant you that this guy, this safety, is the best thing I've ever heard of type thing, which I don't know anything about, so I just trust you guys for saying it. Like he's special and all this. Yeah, he is. That he's, it, a, he's a beast. If they draft that guy, Matt Rule is fired. Right yeah. away. I don't know, right away. But like, not, well, his, yeah, his not right away, but like it's impossible for him to win. The writing will be it's on like the wall. He will not be the coach the next year. If he drafts Pickett, there is a slim chance. Yeah, it might not be the best odds, but there are some odds. Yeah, but it's like, dude, if 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 Matt Rule is on that short of a leash with David Kepper, he thought he wasn't even going to make it last week. Grass balls and fucking fire him now. It's like if he's one one draft pick away. No, but no, from, if they have a losing season. Like, all right, so how about this, Cody? He's on the ledge how about already. This? You get this safety. You get the safety in the draft. You don't get a trade back. You get that safety to do this. What does what has to happen for Matt Rowe to keep his job? Like he has to win 10 games. Like it's like a crazy. Like that's the only way he can keep his job is to like win ten games. Do we see a scenario where we make the playoffs and he still gets fired? 
if you back into it, maybe like you know what I'm saying, like one like, of those stupid ways, like Steelers, for instance. Yeah, like how the Steelers did this year. Yeah, or like the dumb. Panthers in 2014. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's to the point now. All the young guys on our football team, I'm afraid for them because I think that we're ruining the primes of their career. And they're just going to end up going to other teams and flourish, right? Like, like I've been like him. Like him. Okay, Moore, so for Ryan example, I, uh, DJ Moore, if Brian he says Burns, DJ Moore, Jeremy yeah, man, you, all you do is talk shit about DJ. Oh, I, I mean, I, I, it's not all I do is talk. Oh shit. man, sorry, we ruined his. The career. criticisms I have You're about making him a number one receiver DJ Jesus are legitimate, Christ. man. The dude doesn't have that number one wide receiver dog in him. But we and ruined I, his career. So you just a bad on one hand and... I'm just saying these guys are going right, to end up going somewhere and they're not being developed. Give me somebody better than that. Developed here, Brian. Brian Burns. How about this? I think the Brian Burns is the player that has had a bunch of, uh, you know, you a bunch on of him near misses. Man, I'm gonna hear this. You are. You talk bad about. No, you're not. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. The players that are underperforming, the players that are underperforming here in Carolina, because we don't have the coaching staff to utilize their talent, are going to go somewhere else and ball the fuck out. Like, that's what I'm saying. I'm underwhelmed by them now, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were incredible somewhere else. We're wasting their potential. Oh, with welcome this terrible to the world of being staff. a Panthers fan. I used to want to trade Steve Smith just to give him a life. And I always said that. I bet you. I promise you this. If we would have traded Steve Smith in 2010, 2000, you know, 2009, 2010 to the Colts when Peyton Man and them were slinging it, would there be any second ballot consideration for Steve Smith? No. The Panthers held Steve Smith back. Like, I mean, if you would have put him on some of them teams, that would have been great. Right. But we could say that about anybody. We're not really. You just said last night on Chris Jenkins show that there were no superstars. Oh, so That's we're holding true. back the superstars from what? We're holding back these dying stars from being barely living stars. I want to hear it, Cody. Young. We don't. No, you're not able to hear the context of what I'm saying. Mm. None of the players on our football team outside of McCaffrey have shown anything that looks like a superstar game-changing football player. What I am saying is that I would not be surprised to see these players go somewhere else and then display that talent that we didn't see from them here because we were not able to get that out of them and put them in a position to actually be that superstar. That's my point. The and we've already started is... to see that a little go ahead, go. bit. Yeah. See, go. I was going to say, I feel like if you look at it, I feel like both of these guys that we talked about, DJ Moore and Brian Burns, are this close to being pushed over the edge to being great, right? I don't think either of them are fantastic, like great talents yet. Like Brian Burns has shown flashes, but he hasn't shown consistency, right? He hasn't shown the ability. He can get he can get to the quarterback, but he's had a lot of time, a lot of trouble, and actually struggled in finishing getting the sacks, right? Um, and so I, I think that you get a guy on a team that actually knows how to get the most out of these guys. I think they turn into superstars. Absolutely. Like, I think 100% these guys turn into superstars. Do I think that they're absolutely, um, you know, do I think he's 100% going to be, like, the guy? Uh, no. Do I think that there's a possibility that 
uh, he goes somewhere else and does exactly what Devin Funches did, which is basically do nothing. Nothing. Um, nothing. You know, caught then, a, yeah. um, he caught a football out of an airplane. Ooh, I got to bring up the Devin Funches. You guys remember when I hit Devin Funches up on uh, that? What's that app? Yeah, yeah. Cameo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Uh, then, hey, no, no. Uh, I was just going to say before, before we go forward, uh, you know, any, any further. Listen, there's not a lot of pleasure to be derived from the Carolina Panthers. There just isn't. But you know what? There's a whole lot of pleasure to be derived when my man with the golden pipes, CK, comes in and drops that subscriber shame on y'all. Hey, CK, why don't you talk to these bunch of freaks that we got in the chat room, bro? Well, all you freaks here just sitting around watching... A bunch of crazy kids talk about the Carolina Panthers after the season's over. Haven't once talked about the playoffs, and you guys are still watching this podcast for whatever reason, or listening even, and you haven't hit the like button yet? I, I don't know what you're doing with yourselves. I honestly don't know. Like, what's the like button for anyway? Like, do you just, like, not even see it? Hit the like button. This is your subscriber shame. Subscriber Shame, 115 people watching, 80 thumbs up. Listen, man, the Panthers are done. The Panthers are done. They're at home spending time and with y'all their are with us, hanging out. But you know who's not done? We're not done. We're still hanging out, man, talking Panthers football when nobody really wants to be talking Panthers football because we're your go-to podcast for Panthers news and opinions. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Hit that notification bell to get updates. Every time we go live, Tony, you already know what it is. Let's continue. Hey, Panther Nation. Um, I'm new to the to the um, Carolina podcast, but you guys are so fun to watch. I've been a PFL owner for 15 years now. Oh, Appreciate Welcome. you, man. And, man, do I have to say this was probably the most disappointing season it, just ran by an organization. I'm really surprised Matt Rule still has a job <laughs> and how they did Cam this season really just topped it off for me. I hope we somehow get some O-line in the future, maybe trade CMC. But, man, Matt Rule is a clusterfuck right now. Yeah. Thank you, guys. I'll enjoy watching. You can't beat the uh, – Carl, Carl, top to bottom. First of all, welcome to the C3 Panthers podcast. We appreciate yep. you and your – panther fandom all we're trying to do is grow that voice together yep. on top of that is as a PL, psl owner you are invested in that team and i think you're right is that this is the team that's been one of the most difficult for us to watch from the outside actually just period from your yep. seat from my seat stuff 2010 look i it's hard for me to comment on 2001 but at the same time, the Panthers are only six years old at that time. You know what I mean? Like, at some point, it's like your six-year-old, if he goes out there and lays an egg, uh, at the, like, he goes to the play and just poops his pants and this and that, like, you're not, like, going to give up on his life. 2010 was tough, but there was the prospect of getting the number one draft pick, the turnover of a roster, a new coach. You know what I'm saying? There was, there was things to think about going forward i do believe that this one for me has been the hardest year personally for me to internalize as a panther fan 
Look, Christian McCaffrey being a trade away is not going to happen. It can't happen. Nobody's like if it if it happens to us, it actually hurts us. So other than that, I agree with the call one hundred thousand percent. And thank you for calling in two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Cody, speak on that comment. We got a first time caller, man. PSL life longer. What do you think about it? Yeah, man. I uh, dude, listen. If you're a PSL owner, I think you above everyone else has a right to be pissed off about the product that the Panthers are putting on field, right. man. Yeah, uh, Whenever you're paying your hard-earned money to go and, and save a seat and watch this football team continue to try out these subpar offensive linemen who shouldn't be out there uh, for us to have a, an offense that is completely built around a running back who can't stay healthy and on the football field. I mean, these things, they add up, man. They add up, and uh, I mean, shout out to the PSL owners uh, because you guys are floating the football team. Like Tony said, you're invested in the football team. So, um, listen, man. At a certain point, you have to speak with your dollars. I think um, if you if you really feel like uh, the Panthers are genuinely a you know a shit show and we cannot get this figured out, then maybe they're not deserving of the money that you're spending on that PSL. Uh, it, it it sucks, man. But and we appreciate the call, man. We love that uh, people. You know, we still have new people coming into the podcast, Tony, in the chat room, and then the cat calls that I've never heard before, man. Uh, new people all the time. First, I'd like. Uh, well, I'm going to continue like to thank you, thank the caller for their support and their listen, their time. Uh, what I would ask the caller is to tell some friends in Charlotte about the podcast. Because what I've found is interesting is that when you live in Charlotte, like, so I have a friend, I have a few friends, right, that live in Charlotte, and they're so inundated with the Panthers news because it's local, right? So they're local TV stations, their local radio stations, their newspaper, all of this covers it nonstop. Not nonstop, but gives them a continued outlet. They see the billboards, this and that. For people outside of the Charlotte area, though, it's kind of hard for the Panthers fan, the news, to penetrate. You know, they have to go look for it. You know what I mean? They really, truly have to go look for it. So when it comes to the podcast, if if you've, at least I've thought this, is that we kind of have a base that's outside of Charlotte. Like our listeners, I mean, from the U.K., Look, I mean, look at the people here. One person in this that runs this podcast lives in Charlotte, and that's Cody. You know, uh, I've been doing this for 10 years. I live in Greenville, North Carolina. CK, you're in Virginia, Virginia, yeah. right? Like the line, all of that. But like everybody, a lot of people that I know and I, um, here, think about Drew from Maine. Right, you think, and he's uh, and this uh, Cody, you're on mute. Yeah, Drew, you know. Drew from Maine, Josh from Mass. We got right. friends from uh, uh California. From Massachusetts. Hey, how about right. this? Yeah, I mean, we have to, to everyone in the chat room. Drop where you're coming to us from right now, man. What? what I bet state you, you're Charlotte's in. the least on the list. All right, let's Let me see, just that way. I promise you that. Chat, so, where you at? Where you from? So thanks to the caller, first of all. I'm glad you enjoy it, man. We've been doing this for nine years, bro. And uh, just tell some people in Charlotte. 
Like we would love for you guys to listen to post game on the way out of the show. Um, the last thing I want to say about the call is this, uh, or maybe it's not the call, but what it made me think about is that, like, if you're displeased with something, you can say boycott it, right? You can say like, I'm not gonna buy your shit no more. I'm not gonna support you. I'm not gonna do this podcast no more. This and that. But isn't the brilliance behind the PSL system is that whether they're good or shitty? You sold out. Like, yeah, is that I mean, good, man? Yeah. Like, how do you boy? You'd be like, oh, if you suck next year, we're not going to pay for our tickets. Well, you lose your PSL if you don't buy the, t- the season tickets, right? Like, you Pretty have much. to buy the season. Like, they have to be sold out. And so, in some ways, that brings stability to the organization. But it also brings the wine and cheese crowd. Yeah. So, I, I, but also bring, you know, people sell their... uh People sell their their PSLs. Have we gotten to, to Charlotte yet? Yeah, yeah, we've got a few. Um, okay, uh, Good, nice. we, we, we've got a few Charlottes, man. We got uh, New Jersey, Bay Area, Charlotte, Richmond, Virginia, Asheville, North Carolina, Raleigh, North Carolina, Statesville, Mount Area. So we definitely do still have a lot of North Carolina in the house, man. Right, um, I'm like, yeah, but uh, all right, that's um, we need to get that Charlotte crew up, and uh, I love that I've been hanging out with people. I got three or four friends from Britain just because of this podcast, which is insane. Yeah, yeah same Jay, my, yeah, boy, Jay Cryer, man. If you ever let him and I loose on the city, that shit's gonna get burned down. Jay Cryer, Rich Kingston. Dexter. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, we've yeah, got we've, we've got a bunch of fans from across the pond. Jay and now. I are like brothers from another mother. Next call. Hey, what's up, C three? What's up, Panther Nation? Uh, I'm just calling to say I love the podcast. Thank you. Uh, I love everything you guys are doing on the channel, so we can all suffer together. I just want to talk about what the plan is for the off season and what I would do if I was in the front office. Oh, for me, I would just feel that what I see is the top four needs on the team: guard, center edge and linebacker and then accumulate as many picks as possible for next season because hopefully next season Sam Darnold will be gone, Matt Rule will be gone, hopefully the QB draft class will be deeper and hopefully Scott Fitter will have more control over this team once Matt Rule is gone and we can debate what those top four needs are as far as them being center and guard and edge and linebacker but for me main focus would be picking up as many picks as possible for next year uh, hopefully we can see them make some good moves in this offseason and just focus on that because this is kind of a dumpster fire right now in this team and we need to take it in a new direction. So, uh, yeah, keep doing what you're doing. And for all the other Panthers fans out there, I feel you. So Let me right. tell you this. Thank you for that call, number one. Number two is this Panther fan knows this team. Yeah. yeah. They oh, know that. They, you didn't, I don't believe they said their name. Yeah, leave your name, by the way, so that way we can shout you out next time. But this fan right here knows this team, right? Like, I mean, listed off the needs top to bottom and kind of said, like, we got to deal with this. And is it through free agency, this and that, the draft? And we got to pick up some some picks along the way. This is the only thing. I'm going to let you talk about the rest, Cody. But yeah. to pick up the picks along the way is difficult. I know people say, trade back, trade back, trade back. I hope we do. I don't care if we do, but like you have to have a dance partner when you go to the dance. Yep. 
So I hope someone gives us something that is significant enough to change our franchise. But I just not I'm looking at him. I'm just like, man, like we're I'm like, okay, we get a fourth. Yeah, you know, maybe. All right, I hope we get something great. So how about this? I think one of the things that we don't mention enough is that quarterbacks always get overinflated and overevaluated. I think as the draft continues to loom closer and closer, um, we're going to uh, see we need one, Pickett, Pickett and Corral. <laughs> They're going to continue to be evaluated higher and higher, and that might be a good opportunity for the Panthers to trade back a little bit. Um, but I listen, that call was fantastic. Um, she was right on the money. We have to build our offensive interior. We need a brand new center. We need a brand new guard. Um, we have to rebuild the interior of this offensive line, too. Um, and issues and, on defense. And issues on defense, too. And uh, another thing that we have to consider is that we might not be as many players away on the offensive line as we might think, man. Again, whoa, we've, whoa, we've whoa. said these two Tell names. Me. But whatever, yeah, Brady Christensen and Deontay Brown. If those are two starters right there, then Somebody's those are two hurt, less bro. positions. Somebody's going to get hurt. Like, it don't matter. Is that all right? Yes. All right. So you get one of the two. Say so they're both starters. Somebody's going to get hurt next year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't just say that we got five people and they're going to work. You're talking about five people and then three of them you don't know anything about? Come on. Yeah. Uh, That's uh, like a on. long shot. Hail uh, Mary, full of grace. Yeah. CK, I know you got to jump out of here, man. Anything you want to say before you jump off? You know, just um, listen, it's going to be good watching teams that know how to play football this uh, weekend without any, uh, you know, even last weekend and uh, and, and not have any any skin in the game. Um, we can uh, we can root for our, uh, our Panthers of the North and the Buffalo Bills, bro. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've got to get off here, guys. You guys have a good evening. Thank you guys for tuning in and, and, and watching. Uh, you know, uh, people talk about a team that's irrelevant right now in the NFL. You guys are absolutely amazing hanging out. Uh, these guys will be able to take care of you from here. So, uh, I'm gonna dip out, guys. Peace Much and love, love, brother. Go get them. Thanks for your time tonight. Hey. Let's go to the next call. It's a short one, eight seconds, and it's silence. Now, let's go to the next call, which I hope is full of one up, see three family. It's your boy, 89 J Stubbs. J Stubbs! Angel Investor! Stay safe in this storm again. Um, just touch on what I called in last week, man. I just, and I think Tony kind of caught on to it as well, man. I just think that um, we're going to try to fix the old line in the offseason, use that Hassan Reddick money, and get some offensive linemen. And I got a strange shot about Kenny Pickett, man. I really do. I, I'm not – everybody looks good in college, you know, but I think that's Tepper's get-out-of-jail-free card. Hey, I'll get this quarterback. We'll get Sam off the books. We'll have a cheap quarterback. We'll try to build the defense and the O-line. I'm just – I got you, a strange bro. feeling. And, uh, I called this, too. I mean, maybe they can bring in, you know, Orlando Brown's a free agent. Maybe they max him out, you know. Maybe they take a center in the second or third, or they could trade McCaffrey for a second. I don't know, man. I just I got a strange feeling that you know we can't we can't keep picking corners and linebackers and defensive tackles in the top ten. They just you just can't, you know. 
But anyway, you know, Marion on that, you know, I know the fan base wants to fix the O-line, but it can be kind of risky, you know, picking a quarterback and O-lineman that high, you know. And I would have put it past him with that safety from Notre Dame there at six. I mean, he's probably one of the best players in the draft. Like, you know, you take the position out of it. But anyway, keep pounding. I'm telling you, bro, I was onto it. I have been onto it. I am onto it. When we were talking about earlier about what is the right thing to do, and this is where I don't think I finished my thought well, is that a call, like, what is the right thing to do, which is to pick the best player, to pick an offensive lineman. But if you pick an offensive lineman, you pick a left tackle and say he's great in three years, that does not save Matt Rule's job. Sorry, Matt Rule doesn't have a job anymore. Right, you pick this safety, he's amazing, and the defense even is like a little bit better or a lot bit better. But your offensive line still sucks. You still suck. You win six games, seven games, nine games. I don't care. Like you would have to win over 10, still losing his job. So what is going to save Matt Rule? And that is, if I'm Matt Rule, that's what I'm thinking is what will let me live to fight another day. And that's not a bad position when you're a general of an army. That's what George Washington, like you got to just live. You got to live. Dying is worse than living. And if I'm Matt Rule, I'm going into free agency. I'm getting some offensive linemen. I am then like my man, Joe Marino, who I'm trying to court. I need you guys to tweet this guy and say, come on the C3 Panthers. I want to, get the C3. I want to get Panther Nation. We got to give some name. Like, what do we, do we have a cool name for the people that listen? We need to get one. But here is the thing is that, look, this guy right here, Joe Marino, senior draft analyst for the Draft Network, comes out here and says this, the Panthers are going to go out there, free up money when it comes to the offensive line. They're going to then, I mean, they're going to or free up cap money. They're going to then target offensive linemen. And then guess what they're going to do? They're going to draft Kenny Pickett at number six. And I think what Matt Rule has to do is sell you on optimism. You come out there and you're all right next year. Sam Darnold gets hurt. The bye week comes in. You put in Pickett, he wins a game, he gets you a little bit, and all of a sudden we're excited about the future. That's the only thing that can save Matt Rule's job other than winning like 12 games, which is unrealistic. That's more unrealistic than my proposition. But who was saying this? I was saying this, and now they're writing about it, Cody. They're writing about it, but it doesn't mean that it's the right decision either. Because what did well, you just say? What's the right say? decision then? What's well, wrong what did with you just decision? say? You said it, it sells you a bill of hope. But that doesn't mean that it's the most hopeful. If you're Matt Rule, it's the best decision. Who? Well, what else are you going to do? But Sometimes I'm not just thinking this, about Matt Rule. Like, well, you be, have to be about what What would you do if it was your job? What would you do? Like, is that not a realistic perspective to have? I mean, you're going through the entire evaluation process, but no, it was the thing that you should have done last year. That that's what we should have done. We should have taken Justin Fields while we Been had the opportunity. That. To do that, it. but he has got to save his job. 
All right, so what do you do? You say this. Well, how does that save his job? Theme for the next guy? But Justin Fields didn't save uh, Matt Nagy's job up in Chicago. Uh, uh, drafting a rookie quarterback is not guaranteed to save you. No, job. no, no, no. But it's a different pre- it's a different premise, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, is that what I'm saying? Is this is Matt Rule? Did did Nagy have that many swings and misses as Matt Rule had at quarterback? No. What else? If you're Matt Rule, how about this? You're Matt Rule of the coach of the Carolina Panthers right now. What do you do? If you're, I mean, right now. No, what do you do? Like, you have to hire an offensive coordinator. Now, I'm not saying you can go back and ch- you can't change anything. You are Matt Rule right now. What do you do? And I think it is spend on the offensive line. Bring Sam Darnold out there because you got to pay him anyway. And you know what I'm saying? He ha- you have to pay him that ATM. Like you don't lose. You like you can cut him. You can make him go. But you say this: we're gonna. You don't even tell him. You'd be like, you're the starter. We're gonna we're gonna get these offensive linemen. And what if it works? Imagine that. Is imagine if Sam Darnold all of a sudden comes out and wins six games. Then you just get to do what? You get to sit. Can he pick it? And let him learn. You hey, heard hey, Matt Rule say like, the Alex Smith. Of, this what I'm saying. This is the moment. I'm on to something and you're discrediting it. And I don't like it. Because you don't know anything about these quarterbacks. And you're endorsing that we draft one in the first round. For what? Why? Why can he pick it? Other than the quit. fact that he was, right, well, that why he not? was connected Tell me why to not? Tell me why not? Why not? No, but you have to tell me why, though. I'm saying, how does this say? You're the one saying that this is what Matt Rule essentially has to do to save his job. Yeah. What I'm saying is that it doesn't tell me how save he, his uh, job. Tell me another way he saves his job, then. Tell me By doing way. what we all think that you should do and just have a draft that is filled with offensive players and offensive weapons. There's, he only has one pick, bro. And not unless you trade back. No, that, all right, so you're saying that's just a magical... All right. So he's going to trade back and get what? And then what's going to happen? Tell me so, what I happens. I mean, listen, then. if you Tell me, trade no, for back. real, for real. All right, so he trades back and what does he get? How does he save his job, bro? I'm telling so you. It's like trade he is, back with he's going to fire him right this moment. You have already sent. You said the best thing to do is for him to ultimately quit. You have not given me a pathway yeah. for him to save his job. And if I'm well, not, I mean, I'm not... maybe you want too much. How about that? I don't know if there is a pathway for Matt Rule to save his job. I, I listen. I, that does not save his job. It just doesn't. You're putting him in a in a position I'm to so fail unless you, you feel right unless you feel like you have no. You want to know what? I'll tell you what you do. I'll, I'll tell you what you do. You dra- try and trade back a little bit, slide back into between ten and fifteen, pick up Charles Cross, the offensive tackle from Mississippi State, who, by the way, at some point, we're going to do a film review on. Those are still coming, I promise. Um, And I'm going to try and release one this week, too. We're going to try and do a film review. But then maybe if you pick up a second or a third round pick in the process, maybe you can pick up Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, uh, who has plus arm talent. 
very mobile, didn't have the opportunity to play with a lot of talent around him, then you can pick him up and kill two birds with one stone. What happens Using- to Matt? Where's Matt Rule coaching in 2022, then, uh, 2023 then, after that draft? Dude, he Tell might be that. at a fucking community college for all I know. What right. I'm saying so is that the there thing. is no That's way. not fair. That would That's be his third say, this time you should picking a quarterback. Do. Then you should just go ahead and fire him. And I'm okay with that. But no, you cannot let this guy go into the draft and have significant input and not believe that he is going to make every possible effort to survive. And if he doesn't, then you know what? He's even worse than I thought he was. But just I'm sorry. Yeah, that might be the best theory in rebuild. But you have to think about the people that are in the building. They don't want to be the person that sets up the next person. So what, we're just going to draft a quarterback to destroy their career before it even starts? I'm not like, saying destroy what, what that career. I don't know. Maybe. But kind of. I mean, but yeah, but you could have said that about Will Greer, too. We destroyed his career, too. Then, yes. Is that I kind of? The, neither the entire, did so shut up. No, neither did it. So, get the fuck out of here. Look, Greer's a basic bitch. My, my, my point being is that you're not going to draft a quarterback Next with goal. your top 10 pick, and that equaled the path to saving Matt Rule's job. Yeah, and by the way, you're also going to have a brand new, bucks. you're going to have a brand new offensive coordinator, too. You're going to have a brand new That's offensive coordinator. Point. And what a brand new right, quarterback. Then you know what? Then Matt Rose should just quit. There's no yeah. way for him. There to is win. no way to save this man's job unless he all well, of a sudden he should just quit. Over the course the of the offseason, he has to become a better coach. Gods. What I say, if he does what I say, he has some long guns. They're long. They might not work, but they're better than Cody's odds, which are just like quitting. You have, you draft a damn left tackle and you're still the same shitty team next year, bro. Done. Do the same shitty team, team if you draft a quarterback too. You're the or, same or shitty you team. Pers- you pursue in free agency aggressively, and you try to promise hope. You sell. You become a salesman. So I'm sorry. Don't we don't see it the same way? And you're wrong. Next call. What's going on, fellas? This uh Jay Prey. It's my first time calling in, man. What up, Jay? I uh, really respect the show. Love the show, man. Um, first thing, man, this team, we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go, man. And I think it all started from the top, man, from the head. And and Tepper, he really can sit back and let Matt Rule do this, man. It's really showing us something, you know. He has to really take control of this team and say, hey, I made a mistake. I got to get rid of this dude. I got to get somebody here who know what they doing and try to turn this around. You know, sometimes you got to use that money to play bully mode. We need to go into bully mode right now. Get this dude out of here, throw some of that good money around, get somebody in here that know what they doing and, and, and spread some of that money so we can, uh, we can really get a good coaching staff who know how to build a team, know how to coach yeah. these players up. Because we have a good squad, we just need them coached up and somebody that can really evaluate talent and, and know how to build them up. You know, so 
Uh, and another thing, man, I think that we keep uh, McCaffrey because of contract. Hopefully we can keep uh, DJ. We got a good foundation, I believe, especially if we can keep Reddick and a couple of guys on defense. And uh, we just need a good coaching staff, man. We just need a good coaching staff and um, to keep it going. So uh, one love to the show. Like I say, everybody hit that like button and uh, send, send a couple dollars if you can and keep pounding. Keep pounding. Jay Prey, appreciate you, man. That's a hell of a call, brother. You know we appreciate that love. Um, and yeah, I mean, Tony, look, that goes back to what we were saying, man. Like, it might not be the answer that you want to hear. It's not the answer that a lot of people want to hear because ultimately it means more years of mediocrity. No, worse than mediocrity mm. for it's the Carolina Panthers. It's but, Tony, bad. you came to the inevitable conclusion on your own. There is no way for Matt Rule to turn this around. And it's not us being pessimists either. We have seen no evidence. I've been asking for, uh, it, haven't I? Not for been Matt asking Rule. It? Yeah, he he continues like, to show us the pathway. Nothing. What there is, is the no pathway. pathway. And that's sure. that's the sad truth. And drafting a quarterback in the top ten, it that work. also isn't isn't gonna make things better either. Matt Rule is done for. And once again, David Tepper, Mr. Daylight Dollar Short. Uh, is kicking the can down the road, doing something that he should be doing now, saving it for later. And then once again, we're going to be a step behind all these other NFL teams. I know. I mean, look, I agree with you on the day late dollar short. I agree that it's just time to move on. Even if he's, I'm not, I don't even care if he has some potential or not. He don't have no potential with us, Matt Rule. That's how I've just kind of, like, I ain't trying to, dump on his self-worth at this point. Like, I hope you're in the back. You got $64 million. I don't feel sorry for you. Fuck you. And again, uh, you shouldn't You know what? Go back to that. Actually, you know what? You got $64 million. I don't feel sorry for you. Yeah, but it's like, you, Get the fuck you, out shouldn't, you shouldn't feel bad because we're not saying, hey, you're a bad person. You're a bad husband. You're a bad father. Like, no one's taking personal shots at him. We're, we're just saying, man. hey, dude, you're not good at your job. And we don't want you to do that yeah, but job. I don't anymore. like to be firing everybody. Like, I mean, if I, I have bad days at my job, I don't want somebody being like coming in there and like, you fire you, fire you. So I understand. Like, I'm not trying to be over on that. But at the end of the day, is that I've given you the only possible way, and it's long odds of how I think he can save his job and aggressively pursuing the offensive line, hitting with a rookie quarterback. And what I'm saying, Cody, is that I don't think this is going to, like, could happen, will happen. I hope it does happen in a way because then that would be like us putting $5 on a single number on roulette and getting 23 to 1 odds. They're long odds, but that's the only way. If he drafts a left tackle and the team goes 5 and 12 again, he's done. Yeah. Like if I mean, you, you already draft, know, my I know what we're, we kind of need to do. And that's what I was, what I've been so disappointed with this is that he, we were promised the builder. We were promised a carpenter, a master carpenter. And he just slapped together some Ikea furniture for us. Yeah. He didn't do it the right way. He should have done this just two years ago. We would have been fine. You know what I'm saying? I mean, think about this. If you made these sacrifices last year and this year, we would have been fine. 
we would not have been like, oh, Matt rolls the problem. Matt rolls the problem. We've been like, oh, we gotta really build this offensive line. We gotta do that. But the problem is we ain't got no draft capital. We ain't got you know, like we he sacrificed the things that he told us he wouldn't do. He's the devil. He took us up to the top and he asked, he's like, you want to be king of this mountain? King of this? What do you want? He is the devil. He tempted us. Matt Rule. Matt Rule tempted us at the temple. How about that? That's a hell of a name for a show going forward. 252-228-5098. Next go. Everyone repeat after me. (laughs) We. I love it. Don't. We. Need. We don't need. need. To. To give, give up give picks. Up give up picks. Picks. To to get get a shitty get. quarterback. Shitty amazing quarterback. We don't need Jimmy G. We don't need Kirk Cousins. We don't need any of those fools. Okay, I'm we've sure. already lost I'm enough draft you, picks. Man. Stop trading draft picks to get Amen. shitty players. Okay. Yeah. We don't need those players on our team. We need to accumulate more picks so that way we can build the team properly. Not get Kirk Cousins. Not get Jimmy Garoppolo. Not get, you know, your Uncle Rick, Ricky that can throw a football. Rico and his Gardner Minshew. We just duh. need to go through the draft. And we need to build the team properly. And if anyone wants to argue with me about it, they can come on the Friday Free For All and argue all they want because I'm That's right. with Keep pounding, guys. Don't talk about that's my that's uncle Rico. Also, that's my, my nephew, free for Rico. all brethren, right there, man. And he's right. He's my right, Tony. Rico there was another report that we're interested in, in like Kirk Cousins, that we want to trade for. That's him. bullshit. I don't know really? that it is bullshit. That fits right in line with everything that we've Kirk seen got from these current Panthers. Kirk Cousins make way too much to be with the Panthers. You know what I'm saying? Kirk Cousins is that kind of like that ugly rich bitch that thinks she's cooler than you are. But like she ain't gonna go out there. Like you kind of you would go out with her. Like I'm telling you, you you were using these analogies earlier. Is that like uh these basic this and that? She is the Kirk Cousins is the girl that comes from a rich family that's ugly. She got money, but she ain't got the looks. I yeah. don't know. Does she even and you know what? She don't want to go out to dinner with us. And to be honest, she's smart enough to like be a good date for you know, like no, look, I Kirk think Cousins, maybe I give Kirk Cousins some credit, bro. That mother made some loot. He dude, was one of the that, first that few people comes... that took a fully guaranteed contract. He's like, I'll take 84 million. Now. Fuck that. Bam. Bye bye. I think that I think that maybe she's that chick that comes from a rich family and a rich father, and she's used to leaning on on that, and she's never had to build anything on her own. And if anything, it's the other way around. She's just good looks and and no sustenance. Like there's nothing, there's nothing behind those. Uh, you know, but you're lying, man. Th- th- that's there's, what, that, that was RG three. That was RG three. That was a prettier daughter. She's the second daughter to the rich man. Oh, okay. Okay, next call. Either or, it's not Kirk Cousins. I look, it's first of all, none of us, Kirk Cousins ain't fixing the Carolina Panthers, number one. Number two, he's going to cost us too much money. Number three, Jesus Christ, imagine this podcast if we got to argue over if uh, RG3 or Kirk Cousins is prettier. 
Next call. Everyone repeat after That's me. The same one. Oh, uh, next call. Hey, gentlemen. It's Daniel again. What's up, Daniel? Well, you know, what else can be said? You know, mm. I'm just looking forward to the draft at this point. Seeing what, what we do, what That's we're going so to do, if we're going to make any trades to get more draft capital. Ah, man, it's, I wish I knew what we were going to do, but it is, it's just crazy. And you know what, what came across my mind the other day is, I was talking to my wife and I was like, you know, you, you know what that rule reminds me of, you know, like, and I started thinking of the water boy, the movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it or not, but coach Klein, man, coach Klein. I, I don't, it's comical, but he reminded me so much, man. It's, it's crazy. Like, uh, I love my Panthers, gentlemen, but. This is comical, but yep. just wanted to share that with y'all. You know, if y'all That's haven't tough, watched man. the the Waterboy movie, I, I I think y'all should and just watch Coach Klein. Think of Matt Rule. <clears throat> As always, gentlemen, keep up the good job and keep counting. Well, you know what he tells uh, us is just coach more, coach more, coach harder. If you were better to coach, then I could coach harder. Ba 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 ba. The number is two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. That's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Smash the thumbs up button. Be a part of the conversation. Thank you for being part of the community. Let's go to the next call. Hey guys, it's Chuck from Elizabeth City, aka Carolina Sports Guy. What's up, Chuck? Tony. Cody, guys, I told you a long time ago, but in a more positive realm. Matt Rule's voice sounds a lot like Sam Kennison. So somebody would please go out and play when Sam Kennison talks and laughs, and then when he breaks out in that horrific screen, to put it right in Matt Rule if you just bleach him down the sideline and it fits perfectly. But his voice, his caricature, his his little smirky saying sounds a lot like Sam Kennison. So y'all got to somehow find and edit some audio of Sam Kennison and put it with Matt Rule. And trust me, it works. You booked a sunny Verbo ski chalet that with endless power. views of snow-covered peaks. But the thing they'll remember for... Is that you? Is like, that? Um, watch the ads, folks. It helps us on YouTube. Is that? All right, here we go. Well, if you've seen them before... You... I think this outfit says, I think this fashion statement says, I'm having a good fucking time. Oh my God, it does sound like him. It's kind of clothes you just put on and goes, come on, come on. You want to party? Fuck it, let's go. Oh <laughs> it does sound exactly like him. Exactly like him. It's like a like women. eight years younger version of Matt Rule. Is that I Sam Kennison? That. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. been loved uh, about nine times yeah. now. And it's been real every time, folks. Every time it was gonna last forever. Remember, you fucking bitches, ah! forever. I buy it every time. I gotta tell you, I buy it every fucking time. 
I do, man. Love comes to my life. Goes, come on, come on, come on. This is love. I like this. it. I like it, man. I agree. You know what? He does sound like when he's yelling. I agree. Sam Kennison, uh, Chuck, the Carolina, aka Carolina sports guy, with a great reference. I need you guys to tell me earlier. We got a lot of battles going on tonight. First of all, I need you to get up in this chat room and tell me who would. Well, what well, well, we have the other one, man, bro. I was. I have not been as mad as I have ever been tonight as I am with Cody. For real. Like, this is the first time I was like, man, I'm going to come over there. And you're just mad because I'm right, and the whole chat room knows it, and you feel all emotional. Man, I was in... and... Why does nobody do like that? my mm-hmm. opinions as much as Cody's? You know what? I'm about to walk over. I'm about to go. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah, I may, I may sound pretty shitty, <laughs> but I'm still going to have to say, damn it. Uh, rule is an idiot, first and foremost. I think every podcast should start with fire rule. We saw the fire rule chant. That's right, that's right. But then, uh, what I was going to say about rule is, like, do you see what happened, like, do you see what happened this year to uh, Matt Nagy? The Chicago Bears fans were all over his, every Chicago sporting event you went to. And I don't know if they're, jacking us because we started doing it at Hornets games or they did it before. I don't know. I mean, Charlotte never comes up with anything of its own, so I'm pretty sure we jacked this from Bears fans. So, you'd go to a Bulls game. Fire, Nagy. You'd go to a uh, any other game, they'd be chanting that. Hell, there were some fans, and now this is way too far, but there were some fans that uh, were at I'd mop that ass up. School football game, and they decided to start chanting "Fire Nagy." Yeah, that—that's how much they didn't like him. Matt Rule is gonna become that next year. He's gonna be on like really thin ice. Actually, it's kind of period correct because we're having some icy weather here, but he's gonna be on really thin ice. He, if he does a third, if he does a quarterback sneak on third and nine like Judge did, I think like in in the middle of meetings at work, people are gonna chant fire rule. Like they see each other in the hallways at work. That's gonna be a common greeting for Panthers fans. Anyway, guys, I still got it in me, even though I kind of got a scratchy throat and stuff. I still got it in me, about to do a big one. Oh, you better, Joey! Wow! 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 Yeah, there you go. We don't give a damn about a sore throat, man. We come to expect our panther growl at the end, Joey. And don't you ever forget. But yeah, Tony went to break shit um, because he's upset. Uh, He's sad and upset uh, that I'm right all the time. And uh, the entire chat room knows I'm right all the time. But, you know, what are you going to do, dude? I don't know. Uh, You know, thinking about fire Matt rule. Yeah, I wish Panther fans would have done a little bit more to, uh, you know, force our opinions at the stadium at the end of the day. Uh, you know, maybe do some of what the Jacksonville Jaguars fans did. They had clown outfits uh, when they went to their final, uh, when they went to their final home game. So, yeah, I don't know, man. 
I don't know, but what more could we do, man? What more could Panther Nation do to voice ourselves that we're done with this coaching staff, that we don't want to do this for another year, man? Man, let me just – how do I even go back to my – there we go. Tony ain't here no more. This is my show now, y'all. C3 is the Cody's Panther podcast. That's what this show is now. I don't make the rules, man. This is my show. Tony is no longer on the show. I'm kicking him off. He doesn't know it, but it's okay, man. We're going to have fun. We don't even need Tony on this show. Oh, shit. He's back. Never mind. Hey, Tony. What's up, bro? How, how oh, you well, man, here. You get some more time to talk junk about me. Here you go next. Call. No, I ain't Hey, guys. This is Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. Uh, Cody, got to let you know, man, and, and, and telling you, too, that, you know, my rule is as good as gone. And the only reason my temper hasn't done it yet is because his calculated moves of when he thought he had rule as a good hire, and it's been egg on his face. When he let Ron go, when he did, probably waited too long. But like I said, he was going by the resume of what Ron had provided before in the past for the three straight division titles. And, you know, he rode Cam in the ground, and it didn't work out. And we had some losses. We probably shouldn't have lost, but it happened. He held on too long, and then when he pulled the trigger, he pulled it too late. And the thing is, now with Rule, he's already made a mistake. If he was to just go ahead and fire Matt Rule, he doesn't really have someone in mind or someone who is available that he thinks can take the job and take over this team and lead it to where it needs to go. So, therefore, he's got to suffer with what we have. Not going to hurt. If Rule does terrible, we're looking for a coach anyway. If Rules do well, then he looks like, hey, he built time, gave him time. But the whole scenario is Rule's on a short leash. He's got to give him a year. Because he's got to get the guy. He might not even know who the guy is yet in, in Federer. He's got to give it time to find the guy that they know will be the guy to lead this team to the promised land. And a lot of times it's, it's based on time, and like I've said before, guys. So he just can't pull the trigger like he's done in the past because it's blown up in his face. So he's got to wait until the time is right. And like I said, the time is not right, but it will be right when the right person appears. That sounds painful. That's what that sounds to me, is that the right decision, which people have actually been saying, is draft an offensive lineman, draft this best safety. These are moves for the long run. Which should have been made two years ago, theoretically, or three years ago before these guys came in. But when Matt Rule came in, you should be playing the long game, not the short game. And I tell you, you know what this sounds like? It's painful to me. That's what that news is. The right decisions, the way, the reality of what it's going to be, not even the right decisions the reality of what this will be for us is going to be painful. 
it's going to be more painful for the C3 Panthers podcast than it is going to be for Matt Rule. It's going to be more painful. He's going to lose his job. He's going to have $64 million. We're going to be losing this. We're going to be still doing this podcast crying about having no wins, being terrible. We messed up on the quarterback, and we're trying to get an extra sub. We're trying to get an extra thumb. Um, We're trying to get this and that. Man, we're begging for you. Call 252-228-5090. I ain't begging for shit. Cody, what's your opinion on that? You over there, y'all been telling jokes about me in the chat room. You won't even let me in on the, come on. Why are you talking about me on my behind my back? Uh, no, we weren't talking about you behind your back. Mm-hmm. No, not at yeah. all. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, nah, dude, look, dude, th- this is what it is, man. Um, look, at, at this point, we already know who the Panthers are. We know who Matt Rule is. We know. I feel like we know who the players on our team are. We're just being realistic, man. We're being realistic about who we are and what kind I know, of team we're gonna we be shitty to be for three forward. years at this point. Maybe foe. I mean, yeah, but like at the end of the day, you know, all we can do is continue being fans, man, and doing this podcast for people to come and hang out and watch me embarrass you on uh, on debate my take on this show, make better points than you, you know, all that stuff, bro, all that stuff. Guys, next one. Hey guys, it's Joey again. And uh, remember when we had those billboards? We had um, the billboards on uh, 77 that said Camelina because we wanted to keep Cam. And um, because, yes, we actually do have some real fans that will, you know, crowdsource money and take out a billboard like on what is like prime real estate for billboards, really. I mean, 77. I mean, you can't avoid 77 if you live in Charlotte. Right. You're going to have to go on it at one point. But, yeah, we have one of those. I don't know if there are any. Damn, wouldn't it be awesome if there were some fire rule billboards? That's coming. Like, on my last call, I said people are going to be chanting his name. At People are going to be chanting fire rule when they meet a Panthers fan at work. Yeah, that's coming. We're going to have fire rule billboards. I'm sure that's coming, actually, maybe after the draft. Where did he say that was at? That billboard, like the best billboard now? Yeah, when they were putting up uh, Keep Cam and Carolina billboards. Where was it at? Yeah, it was off 77, but there was a bunch of them. There was a bunch of billboards. What if I was Joey, I would say? Never saw it. Next call. (laughs) Why are you giving me the cold shoulder, baby? I need some more of that salt and pepper for my sausage. Call me back, baby. <laughs> All right. Ooh. Wait, play that. Play I'm that. Here one more time. It's better. Is you know what? Is nothing's worse than Father Jackson. You don't remember Father Jackson already? Your green paint man with his. Pildo oh, and your no, uh, yeah, you and you no, guys. No, I about. didn't remember that at all. I, I scrubbed that from my memory banks. I have no idea. What I you're got it saved. Tell me, why are you giving me the? Oh, it's to me. Yes, hey it's Joey again. There it goes. Tony, why are you giving me the cold shoulder, baby? 
I need some more of that salt and pepper for my sausage. <laughs> Call me back, baby. It's Mike Shula, obviously. Good God. They like I didn't want to win that much, Muggs. I was trying to beat uh Cody and they were like, Yeah, I love you. What have you been doing to that man's sausage? I thought I knew you, bro. He just likes my hair again. <laughs> you don't know me. He said you were putting salt and pepper on his sausage, bro. I mean, I don't <laughs> judge. What does it even mean? Do whatever, and do whatever makes you happy, man. I don't judge ever, man. Right. Do you. Live your right. truth. Next call. I hope it's him again. Yeah, I, uh, my uh, <laughs> call's about uh, Matt Rule and how I think he really doesn't have what it takes to be the coach. Um, I not I'm not sold on him. I've I basically have no optimism for the upcoming season and we just need a new guy in there. I prefer Eric Bieniemy or uh well yeah, Eric Bieniemy for me. Um yeah. So <laughs> sorry, the first time caller um, First time call. Are you okay. sure you weren't calling to ask about salt and pepper my sausage? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, I think um, it died out. First of all, like, all right, thank you for your call. Second of all, Trill, Trill one, my oh, man, dude is so smart, smart dude, smart. Yeah, you were cheating on Cam, and that's pretty fucked up. He said I'm this. Honest. I'm gonna tell Cam. He's like, he got me. He went right after him. Don't do it, Trill. Don't do it, Trill. Don't Dude, you tell gotta, him. You, you got to clean up your life, man. Your side pieces are calling into the show. That's not a good look. I'm just I'm letting you know now. <laughs> I got okay. a salt and pepper. What do you say? Your salt and pepper, your sauce? You're putting salt, salt and pepper on that sausage, boy. That's what that man said. Don't do that no more, bro. I, you know what? Do not tell Cam about that, Trill. Trill is me. <laughs> It's like, I ain't never, you boy, Trill yeah. made me blush with that. It's like, don't tell him, please, please. Nice call. Okay, so <laughs> basically, yeah, Matt Rule can't coach childbirth, let alone a team of grown men that make millions. I mean, mind you, he came from two basically trash college teams, uh, Temple and Baylor. Okay, granted, he turned them around, but did they actually win any bowl games? I don't think so. And so now he's tasked seven years, mind you, to try to turn our Panthers around. And so far, he's failed. <clears throat> year one, five and 11. Year two, five and 12. The first team to basically lose seven straight games after starting three and oh we had a chance when we hit five and five but then did basically the wheels fell off and just the way he treated cam newton is just disgraceful you know cam deserved better even though he's i don't want to say cam is washed but um i feel like he just gave cam like a like I'm gonna fuck you, rule. Cam just isn't. Cam hasn't been the same ever since that Steelers game with Watt. Like uh, basically ruined his shoulder. It's been all downhill from there. I mean, he still showed glimpses when you know he was able to take off and run with his legs, but uh, throwing the ball for the most part, um, 
yeah, we shouldn't expect we shouldn't expect any any more three hundred yard games from Cam anymore. Uh, all right, I gotta pause it for here. First of all, thank least. you for the call. I'm gonna play the rest of it. But what I mean by this, Cody, is that I feel like sometimes when we make a criticism about something, we have to go in and be like, "But I don't like, but I don't do this." So it's like it's like I'm not a racist, but 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 like uh, it's not a this. My man said this is like, uh, I'm not trying to discredit Cam, but he might be washed. You know, I mean, at the same time, like, I mean, it's almost like, hey, um, we have to. It's like if I walk into a place where everybody's Christian, I know the right things to say. I do tip of my hat, be like, Jesus, best, Jesus, best, Jesus, best. Yeah, but it's like, dude, screw that, that poor person over there. I'm not trying to diss on the caller. But I do think it's like kind of easy to say. It's kind of easy to say, like, "Oh, Cam's best. He's the greatest of all time." But, 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 and then you throw someone else on the bus. Yeah, but dude, I'm so tired about having this conversation about Cam Newton because the minute that I try and make why? a point, you want him to be our no, but this next is the reason year. why I've had it a million fucking times, and every single time I go through, well, Cam's never had a good offensive line to play behind. Cam's never had legitimate receivers to throw to. Cam had to come into this season in the middle of the year without time to acclimate to, uh, to anything we're Mike doing Shula on offense. Great and then, imagine and Mike then we're going to fire great Joe Brady imagine in the if, middle. Dude, I'm about Imagine to if Mike Shula would have had a great offensive line. Oh, wow. Dude, you and Mike fucking Shula, that old has been. What an old has been. You know who called Dude, in you know, and said they wanted me to salt and pepper their sausage? It was Mike yeah. Shula, I hope. Mm-hmm. You know, not like oh, it you hope it was Mike Shula? You know, came no, you didn't even let me finish my point. Pause this damn finish. call. You know, finish this call. But that was when we didn't have a running game back in 2011. But So as I was saying, Cam Newton gets all this shit. Everyone says all this shit about him. And then I end up going and defend him. And then everyone says I'm a Cam Newton defender. Everybody says I'm a Cam Newton defender. Oh, Cody, you're just defending Cam at all costs. Hey, y'all, Tony doesn't even know I muted his microphone. He's sitting here talking the whole time. He has no idea. (laughs) Hey, man, I had to, bro. All right, hold up. I'll unmute you. Fine, say what you were going to say. Yeah, fuck you. I muted your mic back. I muted your mic back, homie. Take that. Now it's mic mute war. Mic mute war. Say something back. Say it. Say it. Anyway, so back to the show as scheduled. Uh, Cam Newton uh, is the best Panther player that the Panthers have ever had. And Cam Newton should come back for another year, but no one will give him the opportunity. And okay, I don't give it so to- basically, yeah, Matt Rule can't coach childbirth, let alone a team of grown men that make millions. I mean, mind you, he came we from already two heard this call, basically we? trash Did college we? teams. Yeah, uh, is that the one Temple we fought over? Baylor. Next call. Yo, 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 Panther Nation's your boy Steph, man. Out of Steph, LA, Steph. Man, you know what I'm saying? Look, man, look. This this team is very very wild, uh, you know, and I just I I just need to let you guys know that this 
this whole organization is in shambles. You know, we're 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 we're, we're trying to three Panthers you know, podcast. You know, get the top QB in finding to get Newton's name. I'll unmute out myself. Thank you very much. I unmuted you for yourself. But you know, I have the plan. I have the plan. My plan is we have to get off the linemen immediately in this draft. We have to, and then we need to get some linemen and uh, uh, some defensive linemen and some LBs for sure. We need that for sure. I mean, to be honest with you, I'll just go, you know, all free agency for our defense and then on offense, just go oh, all, you know, uh, uh, imagine uh, how bad we'll be everything on offense again, you know, just, just like how we did last year, last year we drafted, you know, freaking uh, all, all, all defense. This year we'll just draft all offense. Matt Rule is 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 very very wild. Like seriously, he's he's letting go players and and you know I don't know how he's 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 not fired. Only reason why he's not fired because of the defense of Phil Snow. If we can just literally true, let go true. of Matt Rule and then bring in even the OC from from the Chiefs. If we let go of Matt Rule, I bet you Watson's coming at the door. But yeah, like I said, guys, you know, keep pounding. You know what I'm saying, and hopefully we can get some. We can get get this draft going, you know what I'm saying, and we can start winning again. Thank you so, so much for the call. The number is 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Cody, I've been – I wore Shaq Thompson's jersey tonight for a reason because we have heard everybody say it's the second-ranked defense. I asked who the hell these guys stopped. I've asked it, but could Lord – this defense, it cannot get worse next year. Like, man, yes, they can get worse. Like, you take away parts, and then this all of a sudden they're going to be worse. But we need them to be even better. We need this team, this defense. Like, if this defense regresses, it's going to be tough for us to make up. And I'm not saying that's impossible. Like, the offense could step up points, and the defense could step down points. But here's the thing. Shaq Thompson becomes an important player to this team. He needs to mimic a kind of a back-end resurgence to his career that is somewhat of like a Thomas Davis. And I know Thomas Davis came off of injury, but I need Shaq Thompson now. To go, and I'm not saying earn that paycheck because he already earned the paycheck. He already gets the paycheck. He already, so I mean, like, you come up here, I'll be earn my paycheck. What I need Shaq Thompson to do, or what the Carolina Panthers, not me, they need him to be better than he was this year. And he had his best season this year. Like, if Shaq Thompson is not good next year, that's a problem for the Carolina Panthers. Think about what you got to fill already on both sides of the ball. And that is counting that Shaq Thompson is very, very good. So I'm wearing biggest Shaq Thompson fan ever going into 2022. How much is our defense going to be able to be the same uh, without Hassan Reddick or Dante Jackson? Feeling like well, we might it's not, not going to have... be. De- it's not our defense will not be the same. Period. So then, I mean, uh, then that that number two. It's got to be better. We need it to be work. even better. Yeah, but we have to be even better. But at the same time, man, 
if you're going to lose your biggest sack artist, say what you want. Dante Jackson was a big part of this football team this year. Yeah, we do have CJ Henderson. Yeah, we have JC Horn. But I don't know, man. This is going to be tough. You don't just take the defense that you had last year and walk right. into next year you with the number two it. defense. No, they're not the same. Yeah, it Every doesn't year. work that way. Right. You yeah, can have the sure. best defense in the league and all of a sudden they're not. I agree 100 with that. We need... And I think it's hard. I'm like, I'm, when I say it, I don't think it's going to happen. But we need Shaq Thompson to have his second best year this past year, his best year next year. Yeah, like, man. That's what we need. Right? We need it from a roster standpoint. You're already talking about replacing Jermaine Carter Jr. You're already talking about can we potentially sign Hassan Reddy. And by the way, I don't look at Hassan Reddick as no linebacker. I know you guys said it. He's a defense. He's a stand-up defensive end. I'm yeah, sorry. He's a pass like, you know Yeah, that's what he is. Yeah, he's a, yeah, not a. It's not like having Thomas David. It's like if yeah, all right. How about this? Is that if we had um, Shaq Thompson at his best, right? And we said that we got. Um, Hassan Reddick at his best. That is nowhere close to Thomas Davis and Luke Keekley. But there, I just don't think Hassan Reddick is truly a linebacker. He's like barely a linebacker. He's not an off the ball linebacker. Shaq Thompson's an off the ball linebacker. Keekley was an off the ball. Every linebacker. linebacker is an off the ball linebacker except for Hassan Reddick. Well, no, I mean, no, uh, a lot of outside linebackers are pass rushers. And you should just call them defensive ends. Yeah, but they're not really a defensive end because that's what we've been, or that's what I've been bitching about this season that we don't set a physical edge. If you have a defensive end, they should be able to set a physical edge. And the Panthers don't do that very often. That's why you saw running backs so they, bounce they, it to the they outside. They only all put two linebackers out there at a time, then. Because the other one is their other defensive end. I don't know, man. I just feel like he's a tweener. He's a tweener between an end and a linebacker. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely. To drop back a lot. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but we need, we don't have enough. If we have Luke Keekley at his prime, then maybe we could do it. But we don't I have, mean, like, we look, need, like, we don't no, have the guys fine. at linebacker that are great enough to be in the system where one of the linebackers only does one thing. I understand that, but uh, we, we also just need better linebackers, period, in the middle of our defense. Say that. That's why I need Shaq to be great. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but listen, it's going to take more than Shaq, too. We're, we're going to need to get younger at that position. Jermaine Carter Jr. is not the answer at inside what linebacker. If Shaq is not as good as he was this year. Shaq just had his best season. Yeah, we his one Shaq best season. Have, all right, if you want this team to get better, you actually need Shaq Thompson next year to have even a better season than he had this past year. I mean, not and that's why I'm wearing his jersey. Like, I gotta re, I gotta hope. I'm not. I don't think it's gonna happen. You just need someone to compliment mm. him. 
You need someone for him to play next to. Jermaine Carter Jr. was serviceable this year, right, but he White? is not a full-time middle linebacker, who, who? And, we, and we have to upgrade that position at some point, either in the draft or in free agency. So you're just going to get a regular dude besides Shaq Thompson, all of a sudden it's going to be even better? You just got a barely better regular Jermaine Carter? I mean, Shaq but, Thompson's a regular dude. That's what I'm saying is this, is you need Shaq Thompson to be better than regular or else this is, you're already trying, imagine trying to upgrade all the linebacker positions at once, Cody. That's what we're close yeah. to. If, what if Shaq Thompson gets hurt, bro? Done. But either that and Done. Frankie Done. Like, you don't even got none. You're talking about, no, you got to talk about all of them. Yes, Louver, this and that. But they're all just regulars. Shaq Thompson's a regular he is. He's like just basic. So then what is, if he's just regular, how is our next season so so dependent upon him? To me, Shaq Thompson is because who he is, if Tony. He's fucked we up, already bro, know who Shaq Thompson is at this point. the regular guys become regular below average. I mean, like not, you need him to start all season just like this year. Yeah, you need, you need him to start him to all do season. That. Like if he but does at the not same do time, that, but with the money but Tony, and the, this and that, the you're point fucked, of, bro. He's fuck. not. But Shaq Thompson is not going to put your defense over the edge. We no, already know. No, we already but know. Without Shaq Thompson, your defense Thompson, is going to suck a big you, ass. You're dick. not listening to me. We already know who Shaq Thompson is as a player. If, if he's healthy and on the football field, you know what he's going to do. But even if he is that kind of player. You have to put other people around him, or else it's you're all not listening to me. Agreed, agreed. If he is hurt next year, we have too many holes to fill. That's what I'm saying. Like Shaq Thompson has to be as good as he was this year or better for us to improve on defense. I don't think it can be better, but then he has to be as good as he was this year. Because yeah. if we have a downgrade Shaq Thompson from this year, our defense will get worse. Simple, and by the way, it's, it's that simple. Yeah. I'm not sure. You're, Shaq, you're not listening to what I'm saying, bro. No, I am. I'm just saying it, it Shaq Thompson. He's not irreplaceable, but the problem is that he's worth yeah. like $30 million. Go look at how much we have to pay him. We can't come. Yeah, it's another we terrible contract by Marty Herney. I am wearing this man's jersey. This man's got to go ball out. If and by the way, that's not his jersey anymore. Oh, good. Nah, <laughs> nah. Nah. Yo, yo, yo. You know what? Hey, guys. One last time, Chuck from Elizabeth City, a.k.a. Carolina Sports Guy. I just want to say something, because I know a lot of fans, and so I've tuned out, but a lot of us, it, this first year, I'm not even really looking forward to the draft. I know. And I know it's you important. One pick. Actually, you should look losing. You're going to hang out with been, us for one I night. mean, we're getting beat up here. But I do want to take us back. And I think if you're a real fan, you've got to look at the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Jerome Belcher. Anybody remember who he was? I think he was a linebacker. But he played for the Kansas City Chiefs. Barely started. The guy committed suicide a few days before playing the Panthers. At the time, the, the Chiefs were like 1-12. I think Rick Meyer was their quarterback. They had beat the Saints early in the season in New Orleans. They beat us, Luke Keekley's rookie year, Cam's second year. A game we should have won because the, the team Riley didn't play for a guy that killed himself in the parking lot. 
after I believe killing his girlfriend. But we shouldn't have lost the game. Yeah, now, I'll oh, say yeah, that because Kansas City back then in 2011. Game we should have won because the, the team Riley didn't play for a guy that killed himself in the parking lot after I believe killing his girlfriend. Or like one in 12. I think Rick Meyer was their quarterback. They had beat the Saints early in the season in New Orleans. They beat us, Luke Keekley's rookie year, Cam's second year. Game we should have won because the team Riley didn't play for a guy that killed himself in the parking lot after, I believe, killing his girlfriend. But we shouldn't have lost the game. Now, I say that because Kansas City back then in 2011 or whatever it was, 2012, were the worst team in football. They finished 2-14. and 14. They drafted an offensive lineman. Um, can't remember the guy's name. I think he was from Central Michigan, but that's hard for a lot of years. But anyway, my whole point is it was Eric Fisher. That team was 2-14. and 14. How did they end up getting better? Well, they just started drafting here and there, and they got a dandy read, and they got lucky with Mahomes and some teams didn't pick him up because of the uh, – the Bears wanted Mitch Trubisky and so on and so forth. We just have to get lucky, guys, and the right people have to come out, and we just have to make some sensible picks. It's not a home run. We just have to hit singles and get on base, keep moving players around the base, and score some runs. We just have to hang in there, and it might not take it 10 years. It might only take three, four, five years, and we can have a steady playoff team. Four, it's not five, gonna happen overnight. I know, man. We felt like three, four, five was two years ago. Not possible that within seven or eight years that we're not a multiple year playoff team because it can happen. Look, we want. I, I want to have the glass and full optimism. I swear, I do. I just wish that timeline was pushed back a couple of years because I thought that that is what we needed to do when rule came in. You know, like why the whole point is we were sold that Matt rule was a builder of programs that he was the Jesus of carpenters. So to speak of college programs, God, I should not say that. But this guy turned out to be Bob the Builder. Yeah. Bob the Builder, man. He's not a and so the pro I I think that that um cup floweth over that um it's almost like a what was the third Indiana Jones but I like that's all I can think of is like where they had that little they're trying to drink the golden cup. It's like that idea that one day we're going to be drinking from the cup of life. You made the point is that so we, we we thought yeah, it's only going to be three or four more years for a couple of years now. And again, maybe that's our delusion. And I understand right. what Chuck right. is trying to say. Um, a lot of these teams, I mean, dude, think how long the Buffalo Bills have been just a dumpster. Well, look, the 
the Bengals thirty years. Yeah, the bank like and they listen, had a you, playoff win. You have to just hope and pray going forward that we don't fall into that kind of a rut. Because oh I and I, I think over the past few years, especially in the in the waning years of Cam, we kind of grew accustomed to okay, we know who our quarterback is, we know who our best players on defense are. Like we we grew comfortable. But as Panther fans, now we're learning the hard way is that this could all continue to get worse and worse <laughs> and worse. And there is no guarantee that we're not going to be able to get out uh, in front of ourselves. That we're not going to uh, tank our own chances like, it could be before worse we even get started. This? Dude, like, the Lions, really the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Bills. The Browns, 30 years, dude. no playoff wins. Imagine doing this podcast till we're the, at 60, whenever years old. I will be seven. Imagine if we don't get a playoff win. I will be almost 70 years old. Damn. But that's only a few years away for you, right? Ah, because you're old as fuck. Ah. Hey, guys. Joey again for a third time. Uh, Yo, all right. So I was thinking about the other day as uh, that Matt Rule comment in that press conference where we were all clowning his ass for it for the uh, Jay Z comment for uh, because of course it was a clown. I mean Jay Z is a great rapper. Matt Rule is a shitty coach. You know, like there should be no comparison. And then, but here's the thing: think about what Matt Rule actually said about Jay Z. He said it took seven years. For Jay-Z to get where he is. The reason why he said that is because, think about it, how many years is Matt Rule's contract for? Seven years. So Matt Rule is thinking is that, oh, I'm going to be great in seven years. It's right. just like Jay-Z, give Joey, me time. Yeah, I'm going to be great. Rah, 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 yeah. It on. has something to do with his contract. He. He thinks he's got plenty of time. Now. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Jay-Z, my man's waiting seven years uh, to prove himself. God, man, why can't you just do it right now? Seven years? Who the hell work, wait seven years? I mean, I feel like Jews don't even wait seven years. Seven years of plenty, seven years of promise. That man, they had to go. Joe, oh, who was it? Uh, uh, Joseph had to go and be like, please put away and store it. Waiting seven years for this? No one's waiting seven years. No, and not especially not for Matt Rule. Uh, no, exactly. I mean, God, it was like the. Is it kind of like a like your grandma when she's like, "Oh, son, what do you, what do you uh, listening to these days?" And my grandma come out and be like, "Public, public enemy." Nine one one is joking your town. I'd be like, "Hell yeah, grandma!" Because you dope as fuck, and Matt rules a bitch. Next call. Tony, don't play silly like Mad Rule. You Who know what it? salt and pepper means, baby. Who is it? Remember you salt and pepper my silly brown? 
Bye, baby. <laughs> it sounds like, oh my gosh. It kind of sounds like, uh, is it from American Dad where they do that? Like one of the voices. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, I'm uh, trying to figure name? out who it is. Cheshire is wanna... the, the, the old guy. Oh, hey, what's on, bitch? <laughs> yeah. Hey, but uh, dude, you need to get uh, get control of that camp you have locked in your basement because he's calling into the show too much. He's now. got a phone. He is a free human being. Yeah, Keep but okay, it's still not appropriate him. for the show. So get a hold of that. Crap. Not appropriate for Noah. All right. Um, <laughs> this whole show is not appropriate for Noah, and yet Noah still listens all the time. Shout out Noah, man. Well, you know what is also um, PG-17 or NC-17? That's the Carolina Panthers. Dude, the fucking, the Panthers are, we're a family-friendly football team. No, we're not, fam- man. It's just yeah, a No, no, we, we are because we're, we're, we're unoffensive. We're not tough. We're not hurting people. We're not aggressive. Mm, we're the cucks. team that gets participation trophies. Matt Rule is a cuck. I do believe that. Matt Rule says alpha more than anybody I've ever said. It is weird. He's definitely, uh, he's definitely uh, like he's like very interested in that. Like if you're like, yo, what's up, Matt Rule? Love you. You'd be like, oh my God, I'm going to jack you. <laughs> oh boy. All How right. How many calls uh, we got left, man? That's it. Let's do our ice up picks. Get the hell out of here, I say. No, you I'm got one ready? All night. Oh, I know. Um, no, no, you don't got an ice up pick? Yeah, I got an ice up pick. Did you? Come on, hit me up. Hit me up. You know I come prepared. All right, so um, let me pull it up. Uh, you know me. I love shenanigans. And um, when things go wrong. Oh, did I not save it? Of course. Well, mm. you go first. Oh. I gotta find oh. my shit. Oh. Oh. Um, you go first. I gotta see. find my shit. It'll take me a second. I, man, I had a tough day. I had a lot of people messing with me today. Let me see. What do I got to ice up? <clears throat> I don't uh, have uh, one yet. I was going to give you. I needed a second to think of one while you were doing yours. I mean, who I have ice up? Um, I wrote one down too somewhere. This is really anticlimactic. Well, I had just a second. Anticlimidiatic. Uh, what happened to me today? Um, I saw, but I had some good ones too. Oh, 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 yeah. Here, here we go. Here's my eyes up here. Is um, so one of the reasons, like, I'm kind of been off kilter, off kind of like shook on this podcast because I had to run up in here like eight minutes before this joint started. All right. So my aunt, I had, a, I came back from your funeral today. Thank you for the condolences. You don't have to give them to me, but she, my, my aunt, wonderful person, go to this family event, come back. And I got, I, I see some people I ain't seen in a while. So that was kind of nice. So we go uh, get back into town, and uh, my the, Tuesday's a busy night for my family. So we got I got the podcast, been doing it for nine years. My girls have Matt, like these four dance classes, you know. So we're kind of running all around. So my wife's like, "Get these! I'll go get the girls from dance. You go get these eight things from the grocery store for dinner." 
And you saw me eat my dinner, right? And I never, I mean, well, I always eat late, but I don't never usually eat on the podcast or something like this. But so I go to the grocery store and there's no chicken, bro. No chicken. Like nothing. Like the whole meat. I was like, been ravaged. I'm like, God, I'm like, what? And I thought, like, so then I go over there. I'm supposed to get like some sour cream and some cheese. And I go over and the next thing is like, ravaged i'm like jesus christ and so me and this girl were at the door and she was like we were rapping we were having fun we were laughing i was like i was like what are those going she was like i don't know i gotta watch the news more because i don't know what i was like i'm the same way like what is this event happening so go check out get my four things out of 27 i'm gonna get they're like, oh, it's the snow coming. This I'm like, all right, we ain't get not a, we didn't get a drop of snow the last time. So then I go to the next store, no chicken, no meat, no nothing. Third store, I mean, I'm like at this point, I'm panic buying. I'm like, oh, what do you got? You got some Italian? Stuff? <laughs> Woo, I'm gonna buy this shit, man. What the hell? Finally, finally, some damn Eastern North Carolinians get some sense. And they don't buy all the milk. There was plenty of milk there. There are plenty of milk. But what the hell are you doing buying 27 weeks of chicken, yo? 27 weeks of chicken. 27 weeks of beef. There won't nothing, man. It looked like a god a wasteland. It looked like we were about to hit Armageddon next week. And we are gonna get what? A couple inches of snow? Get the fuck out of here. Get some canned food. Buy some tuna bitches. Buy some peanut butter and jelly. Buy the bread. Why the hell couldn't you buy all the bread? I went to the liquor store right after. I was like, I better get an extra bit of liquor in case these bitches, these dumbass motherfuckers are right. So to you, panic ass mofos, ice up. Choppy71 said you're out of salt and pepper. I ain't out of salt and pepper. Look right here, homie. Look like a vampire. <laughs> so uh, my ice up pick for tonight goes to um, the emergency alert people in Missouri because people are just having a normal day, whatever, and they get an alert on their phone. It's an emergency alert for a stolen vehicle in Gotham City, Missouri. And this went out everywhere. And everyone's like, holy shit, there's a Gotham City, Missouri? Missouri? Why am I just now learning about that? (laughs) Only to realize that this was just a test alert that was never meant to go out to anyone. It was just like a test alert for the people in the office to test their systems. For people in DC Comics? Yeah, man. It was just... uh, Dude, like, my, my, my thing is, is I'm not really icing up anyone. Like, to me, you should just do this more often. Just if you use the emergency alert system to just photobomb people with random shit and, like, things that they wouldn't expect during the day, then, you know, when you look at your phone, you hear those alerts. Normally, you just get rid of them no matter what. Maybe now you might actually check to see what they're saying if you know that it might be something funny. Um but yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, to the people who are uh, mistakenly sending out test messages to the people in Missouri, making them believe that the Cape Crusader and his home city is in your state, that's messed up. Ice up, son. 
You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast where every Tuesday night into Monday morning, no, into Wednesday morning, excuse me, what the hell, uh, every Tuesday night into Wednesday morning, we talk about the Carolina Panthers ad nauseum with your calls. The number is 252-228-5098. I do it with my wheel, man, my co-host. One of my best friends, Cody Lashney. Tomorrow night, we better get up here and debate some shit. Because if not, these people, we're gonna debate why. Yeah, why is there no chicken in the the freezer? They're gonna be like, oh, supply jam, and be like, snow panic. Yeah, man. Listen, you can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C O D Y L A C. You can find all my written work for DraftTech.com, where I am the Panthers analyst. Um, over at Draft Tech, writing mock drafts, and um, yeah, man, it's been fun. Um, we're gonna have a, uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll do something fun, uh, maybe tomorrow. And uh, I know I keep saying it, but we're definitely doing it. I'm gonna try and put out um, a film room this week, maybe do a live film room session. So, um, you know, message me some of the players on Twitter that you want me to see, uh, that you Evan want me Neal. to preview first. Start with the big boy. Start with the big boy. Come on, give them what they want. Give them what they want. Well, I see the, the name I've been hearing the most is Linderbaum. Um, and Linderbaum is a very name. popular name as well. So, but yeah, we're going to be doing that a lot more soon. And then the Friday free for all at some point, uh, we're going to be doing a lot more draft stuff every Friday at seven on the Friday free for all. That's your show. Anyone can join that show. If you're in the chat, and you want to come in, freaks. hang out. Even the freaks. The freaks Even the join freaks, every man. week. Even man. the freaks. But no, they don't stay long. But it is true. You never know what you might see on the Friday free for all. But no, hey, we have a damn quick. good time, is man. Everyone come say? hang out. Hey, they come quick. Dude, you're a juvenile. You're a delinquent. No. Green, man in green body paint in there. Bomb the shit. Ridiculous. Showing all kinds of dumb Father shit. Jackson, we coming for you, mother. Mm. It builds character. We'll be all right. All right. The number's 252-228-5098. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Check out our work at carolinacatchronicles.com. Come on the show, man. Give us some opportunity. Give us some insight into what you want this content to do. In this off season, we trying to put it out. We did a video on uh, the free agents for the Panthers that are coming out. We're going to start looking at who are some targets for the Carolina Panthers. But come on, jump in the comments. Tell us what you want to talk about. Call in at 252-228-5098. Smash the thumbs up button. Check us out on Spotify, um, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Give us some good feedback. Tell a friend that you hate this show, but you're a Panthers fan, and you should listen to it and hate it as well. Cody Lasty, take us out of here, please. Let me go to bed. Until next time, Panther Nation. Keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. 
Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.